Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 197. Ah, the road to 200. Uh, we are joined by one of the original hosts of the show, returning for a little bit of an opening day of Major League Baseball, plus other stuff breakdown, the legend Aaron Higgins. Always happy to have her here. Uh, also this week, we're going to check in with a little segment called the Outrage Index, which maybe I just made up. I'm not sure. I can't tell. Also, history lessons, some strange news, and of course, a huge announcement to start the show off. Huge announcement. Can't miss it. After the break, it's the Uticast. As always, we're happy to have you here. Folks, once again, episode 197 of the Uticast. Uh, as always, joined by the lovely Heather Waz. Heather, how are you? Good, good, good. I feel like, did we talk about the fact that I feel, did you straighten your hair not too long ago? Uh, I just, I just normally never wear it down. I like but it. But I do straighten it. It looks nice. It's like it's... naturally curly, but not a pretty curly. Like <laughs> if you stuck your finger in a light socket and had straight That's hair. That's not true. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> so thank you. I'm doing stuff with myself now. I have, I have a job. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> I have to be human again. <laughs> uh, and of course, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair yeah, what's up? Your hair is great. Hey, I got a hat on. <laughs> on this, it's you know, on a, on a day off when it takes time to actually like comb your hair, not much time. But, like, you can't just not do anything with it. And if you don't feel like waking up in the morning on, like, a Sunday and, like, actually, you know, washing your hair out, combing it, putting product in, you just throw the hat on. My problem is... It's I cold th- out now anyway. So it was 65 cold. degrees out last night. Like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, all right. Well, look, I teased my huge announcement. Uh, yeah, but you won't tell us what it is yeah. until nah, now. Let's You're just saving do it. it. So it's a big honor know, and surprise. It's supposed to be really good. All right, so that's why. Well, it's why I brought Higgins on here. Uh, you know, I figured it was important to have her on. I got a, I got kind of caught up in this whole like rush toward doing 200 episodes, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people I reached out to for 200 didn't really, not like my response rate was not good <laughs> for people who reached out. So uh, I'm calling it. I think this is it. I think we're going with last show. This is the one. Last Uticast. We're not even gonna do 200. We're just gonna stop here. I don't. I feel like it's easier to do it now than to get past 200. And then there's a lot of expectations. And I thought it was important to like do what Kevin's shaking his head at me. What? I'm not buying that. No, none of you guys are buying that. This is the last one. I'm. Why do you think I brought Higgins back on for no reason? Just because she's been on before for just to be on. Now you guys got me. It's our April (laughs) Fool's joke. It's April April first. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. I, if anyone bought that. Gotta wake up pretty early in the morning. <laughs> I tried. You know, if we you wanted should... to April Fool's the people, if you had told us, yeah. we could have sold it. Yeah, we could have I was trying like, to sell you like, guys. You can't yeah, sell me. No, I didn't believe it. Could what, maybe how, bad, how bad was that? Was my attempt? Was that... Bad. You should at least have sounded a little sad about I it. I knew because, yeah, because there was no, you wouldn't have just dropped it and made the decision. There would have been hand-wringing and discussions ahead of time. <laughs> That's true. There would have been a lot of hand <laughs> You're a little too loose and happy. No. I tried. No, I tried. Oh, You're gonna give up right after you got an award. Just try and have fun out here no, with you guys. Fun. Yeah, no, oh, okay. we had a blast <laughs> discovering your crimes. So <laughs> it was very believable. Uh, Aaron Higgins is back on the show this week. Um, 
It was originally because it's Major League Baseball opening weekend, and she's uh, Utica's resident New York Mets baseball fan. correspondent. Yeah, our, our maiden Utica baseball correspondent. But in typical fashion, we didn't just talk about that. We talked about education. We talked about dating apps. We talked about uh, Stranger Things season three. We tr- I tried to talk to her about Temptation Island. She wasn't into it. Um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, nice to have a conversation with her. We went about. I thought it was important because I don't know what exactly. I still actually. I'm not joking. I don't exactly know yet what we're doing for 200. I got a couple leads, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if we're going to get a chance to get her back on before 200. Mm-hmm. 200. So I wanted to get a chance to have her on before then. Nice to talk to. I also would have been more likely to believe a claim that you were going to say 200 was the last one. You oh, might have sold me on that yeah. better than sold me on this is it right now. You, then you went into, oh, yeah, this I, is, I'm going to just make this the last one. And we're like, all right. Me quitting, I think, is just me how I get through the show. I have no urge to stop. Oh, if you want to see something cool, though. I'm, um, I'm never stopping. A little bit, never stopping. <laughs> to the heat uh, death of the universe. A little bad, <laughs> yeah. A uh, little bad radio. Check out the uh, the birthday gift that Aaron Higgins got me for my office. He's yeah, a little yeah. stuffed animal. Pull them out. Let me see them. Okay. Yeah, I, see. I didn't know I was supposed to do oh, that. I, 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 I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're the closest one. I, I thought you had longer arms than you did. Yeah, check them out. No one can yeah, see them. loves that book. Yeah, it's a little Ferdinand the Bull because I have the Ferdinand the Bull tattoo. This is, this is a stuffed bull. Yeah, it's a little stuffed uh, Ferdinand the Bull. Trying to describe this to the people listening. Yeah, I'll take a picture it. of it because we forgot to take a picture, so I'll just use this as the picture for our uh, for our show this week. There you go. Uh, you know what's nice? It sounds kind of silly, but this is if you're a teacher, it's good to have stuff like this for your room. Even in high school, kids like dumb stuff like this. I don't mean dumb stuff. I mean like little cool stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love Aaron. Great belated uh, birthday gift for myself. All right, uh, Heather. Kevin asked you this before the show. Uh, went on the air, but oh. I planned on asking you. It's been a couple weeks since you announced your new uh, your new job over at the Utica Zoo, yeah. and I just wanted to check in with how you're you're accommodating yourself to the working world again. It's been a while. I love it. You're you're into it. Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. So, what's the biggest change? Were you are you missing? First off, you obviously miss Kaz all the time yeah. still. Are you getting more used to like seeing him later in the day though, and like no, being working no, mom? No, I no, still, that like, hasn't gotten I still message daycare, and I'm like, how is he? Is yeah. he okay? You know, like, how's he? Yeah, you need a little bit longer <laughs> before that. Me? Yeah. No, no, I guess I'm just the scheduled part. Like, having to know now, like, that I have to be out of the house by 8 o'clock and I probably mm. should go to bed early and things like That's that. <laughs> but having a schedule probably is the hardest part. That's it. That's fair. Are you one of these kind of people uh, who, like, lays out their outfit the day before? Do you no. know what you're wearing? No, you have no, no idea. No, I'm going through my clothes basket with wrinkled clothes. Like, the other day I was straightening my hair and then I was straightening my shirt. With a flat iron. So I was multitasking <laughs> Multi- while I was getting ready. No. Mm-hmm. I'm Are you a prep guy, Kev, or do you just figure it out on the spot? You gotta figure it out. You got, I can't, I couldn't imagine like laying it. No. I could, I've never had a job where I've needed to give it that much thought, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like laying it out. Like I feel like if I had a job where I wore a suit and tie to work every day and, you know, kind of stuff like that, I would have a little bit more of a layout. You gotta have a plan, have what you're doing. You know what I mean? Make yeah. sure you got all the appropriate. Belts and shoes to match whatever suit and all that stuff, but no. Uh, well, very good, very good. I think I do actually do it sometimes because I'm basically running rotations of the same outfit over and over. So yeah, I yeah. do think sometimes, like, oh, I'm going to wear this one later this week. Yeah, there's times yeah. you'll think about it. I think, yeah. the, like, the notion of actually laying it out is what seems insane. <laughs> like steaming my clothes. Like, here's, yeah, the, here's the space in my room where I'm going to put tomorrow's outfit and lay yeah, it my out life would have in made. a person shape on, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever you got. I feel like I do it more if I actually clean 
and do laundry. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to set my clothes up and actually hang them all up and mm. make things right. I feel like I have to be a much different person to have that yeah. kind of thing going on. Like a much better, much more like active person. I just got my day planner for the year and it's uh, April. Nice. So I missed the first three months. That's I bought okay. like a, mm-hmm. That's a start. It's, <laughs> it starts I've also owned numerous day planners, almost nothing written in them. <laughs> I just threw away one that had You get really about. ambitious, you yeah. buy this day planner, and you're like, I'm not going to write all this I, down. I'm usually going to carry this it. thing with me. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, it's WrestleMania weekend. I don't know if I'll get talked into doing a WrestleMania preview show by by Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson at some time this week before the show. Uh, but if we don't, uh, what's your excitement level for this WrestleMania weekend coming up? Um, the when they do the WrestleMania, it's always like the Super Bowl yes. of the wrestling. Yeah. So it's always a good time. You know, a lot of people will come hang out and watch it. Um, I like spectacle. <laughs> a little show like spectacle. spectacle. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of spectacle going on, so yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Uh I feel like uh it it's a little bit prone to disappointment because I'm already like I was saying earlier today, I was like, oh, I wish it was WrestleMania like tonight. It's like Sunday, I'm all yeah. excited for it. Uh and then we'll get there next week and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right, it's eight hours and I'll have to like get food and stuff and people are coming over, I gotta clean the house up and get things ready and whatever it happens. So during the moment I feel like I'll be overwhelmed and tired and cranky by the end of it. But it'll be dope. I'm looking forward to seeing some wrestling action. And uh, I did like seeing all the wrestlers showing up in content areas this week. I haven't watched SNL yet, but I wonder if they showed up on SNL this week. Because two of the SNL cast is in... Do you see this? That two members of the SNL cast, Michael, Jay, and Colin Jost, are competing in a wrestling match? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're going (laughs) to... They're going to wrestle. Like, they're put, a, yeah, they're putting SNL guys. In a battle nice. royal. Nice. <laughs> huh. I think they'll win. I'll watch it then. I'm into it. Let's see how it goes. Let's I'm, see how it goes. I, I'm just curious. That's what they do, though. That's, <laughs> that's they, what they it put is. it out there so people are out here and like, oh, these guys? Are, yeah, oh, I, I guess know. I'll, I'll see. watch it. I'll take a look. <laughs> that's the trick. That's how they get you, I suppose. Uh, I was going to do a bit about this. Uh, earlier this week, I was sort of struggling because it felt like it was a really long week. Like, you ever have just one of those weeks where everything is... Piling on top of each other, you got tons of after, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I got real agitated this week. I you felt did? really aggravated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I'm, I'm a little oh, jittery. You were deeply agitated yeah. all week. I was a little bit. A little agitated. Yeah, I was a little snippy all week. A little uh, agitated. Popping at people, uh, and for any, and I'm only bringing it up because I'm feeling better, obviously, now that I got through the the week that was, and I'm sort of back on track. But mm. uh, just for any of the the listeners out there, share with us on Twitter what you guys do. Uh, when you're snapping at people or feeling a little aggro, what your your best techniques are. Kev, do you have any techniques for when you're feeling a little stressed out by the world at large? Um, usually the best technique for me is some form of isolation. Isolation is like when I'm good. if I'm if I'm at the point where I'm really a lot of if I'm having like a really overwhelming week or an overwhelming time, um, a lot of times that's exacerbated by I don't know a nice way to say it, but a lot of times, even with people that you like a lot that are around you, if it's too much and like having mm-hmm. to talk to people and deal with people and having to just do it, sometimes I do really well with the clarity of being by myself with my thoughts, kind of decompress and everything like that, and like have time to myself. So that's probably my best coping mechanism for when I'm feeling like really overwhelmed by everything. Mm-hmm. Heather, any any thoughts about that? Um, I usually tell people that I'm in a bad mood. You probably just- don't want to talk to me. Oh, Zach will come downstairs and I'm like, I just want you to know that I'm in a really bad mood this morning. You probably don't want to talk to me. That's a great way to be, though, because the communication is super important, though. Like, he, you know, you guys, obviously, he knows you and loves you, and so he'll understand. Like, okay, totally cool. And that's that's kind of the way that I am with it, too, where I'm like, look, I don't mean to be a jerk. I'm just not, you know, I'm not really, I'm not feeling today. I'm not trying to be, not trying to be an asshole. Just, you know, take your time. 
All right. Uh, very good. Well, I bring uh, a little bit of that up because uh, we're going to get into a segment that I'm calling the Outrage Index because okay. uh, new I, have, one. I have three. Yeah, new new segment. I have three stories that popped up in Utica this week that seem to cause some level of outrage uh, on oh, yeah, social the media. Were mad. Yeah, what a week this was this Big week man. for social media and people posting stuff and a lot mm-hmm. of local stuff. So I thought it was good to oh, dive nice. into these three stories. Um, and let's start with the one. And I gave this one a nine out of ten on the in, on the outrage index. This seemed to be the story that. What is what does that mean? Like, what's, yeah, what is, what is, what is the outrage index? index? My index from one to ten is what I feel like. What caused the most like anger and so it's not your outrage. No, general it's the people. Oh, the people's okay. outrage, right? right? Although I was a, a little annoyed. I was annoyed at this one too. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Bosnian American uh, Bosnian Americans were honored at Utica's city hall uh, flag raising. They had a flag raising at Hannah Park. Uh, during the uh, the ceremony, Mayor Rob Palmieri issued a proclamation that in every March there'll be a Bosnian American today, uh, American Day in Utica. Uh, uh, Palmieri says it was the largest group of people he's seen in a flag raising in a long time. Uh, so it was a really nice day. A lot of Bosnian American people came out for it, and then the the blowback on the internet from people just leaving like a lot of really ignorant hateful stuff and uh i feel like a dad when i say it but i'm like i'm just so disappointed in people <laughs> like, best way to say that like i it's it's such a shame to like rain on something that's so seemingly like you know it, it's just good for these people you know for people like bosnian americans in this city to like see that like people are happy that they're there and then just to put it out there and share it and get so much vitriol was very disappointing i don't know that was where I left that. Did you see any of the vitriol on the internet? No, I've heard. I actually saw your Twitter post, and that's when I found out about it. Yeah, I was surprised. We, we had to. We had so, a, well, I thought my post was pretty straightforward yeah. about it. It's just like, you know, I just said we support Bosnian Americans yeah. in the city, but and we like, love living in Utica. Yeah. And then it just went. Yeah. Ken, did you see a lot of the uh, the outrage percolating on the internet about this? Uh, not until I was uh, pointed to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it because I don't look for it yep. because mm-hmm. it brings zero positivity to my life to mm-hmm. troll around the comment pages of WKTV and the Observer Dispatch on Facebook yeah. and these places mm-hmm. where these people seem to populate. Like, it does nothing for yeah. me to go look at this. It only makes me annoyed. And, you know, I don't know the people, but um, they're, yeah, morons, full stop. Like, awful. Yeah. And the worst of the worst to all these people. Like, the flimsy arguments, you know. I, the stuff I did see was people like, oh, well, this is America. America yes. should be the only flag. Yes. Which is a number, like, just so yeah. gross and stupid for a lot of reasons. But you never see anybody saying it. You see Italian flags everywhere. This That's happened Polish. a week after St. Patrick's flag. Day, mm-hmm. where there's, you know, everybody in town, no matter what their yeah. heritage is, is waving the Irish flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just comes back down to, you know, the same base level racism and xenophobia because the majority of Bosnians tend to be Muslim. Yeah. But it's dumb because, you know, you say one of those things, like, we're not even raising this flag in Utica to be like, oh, the Bosnians are welcome here. The Bosnians have been here. Exactly. For 25 years, the Bosnians, yeah. we're, we're not telling them they yeah. are us. We are yeah. them. Like, mm-hmm. that's at the end of the yeah. day, the Bosnian community has done so much for this city. And yeah. There's entire tracts of East Utica that nobody wanted. And they were going to hell, and, you know, the Bosnians bought up all those houses and fixed up all those houses and made that a beautiful neighborhood again. And, you know, for people to have anything to say about that just proves how very sad and awful they are, is my take. Very great. I love it. Uh, Yeah, stop, stop... Stop putting dumb stuff on the internet and making yourself sound dumb. Yeah, and stop looking at idiots on the internet. Yeah, don't even bother. Facebook's a sewer. Don't look at these people. Uh, Well, we're going to stay in there for just another minute longer. Next one on the Outrage Index. Uh, I gave this one a 6 to 7-ish. So this is a little more nonchalant. Uh, Earlier this week, uh, 
Realtor.com named Utica, New York, number nine on their list of the 20 mm. hottest cities for young millennials to Haters buy mad. a home in. <laughs> uh, I'll read you the, I actually pulled up the Realtor.com article. Do you want me to read the short little out uh, thing they say about Utica in here? No, just give us the, give us the. Give us the outrage. Yeah, give well, us the breakdown. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, basically what it's, an outline. Well, what it's talking about is that uh, median list prices for houses are a lot lower than they are in Albany, even though it's only 90 minutes east. Uh, most 20-something homeowners are purchasing three-bedroom, one-bath houses for $100,000 or less, about a third of the national median uh, house prices, and most of the first-time buyers tend to be young. And it's, that's really all the article was saying. Right. Is that Utica... Uh, is that Utica has a pretty good housing market for people buying young, like young people buying houses. Yeah. And this seemed to set people off again oh, on the internet. They really were angry about like, this is, like, no one wants to live in Utica. Oh, whatever. Like lying in the media. I was like, what? Like, I get that like Utica has got a bad reputation in the past for like, or gets this bad reputation for an older generation. But I do feel like most people I talk to under like the age of like 45 seem very happy living here. So this didn't surprise me when I saw this article in the first place. I think if you're not part of the growth and around around here, you don't see what's going on. So they mm-hmm. just see the outside and they're not really, I think that's why yeah. they're judging it so much. I don't know. I think Utica is also kind of an easy punching bag. People mm-hmm. like to take shots at Utica for whatever reason. Everybody takes shots at, at wherever they live. You see it in every kind of city like this across the country. Um, I think you're spot on that a lot of the people you'll say seeing stuff like this aren't involved in anything positive. And, you know, I, I think there's also, there's a lot of things to say that, you know, are bad about this place, things that you were trying to fix, but there's a lot of valid criticisms mm-hmm. and complaints of this area, and it's totally valid to be like, you know, there's not here what I need, what I want to live my life, but this points to a bigger problem, and this gets perpetuated with you know, Facebook and the, all that kind of stuff, of people just reading the headline. Yeah. Yeah. Because that article says nothing about positive or negative growth or the city or right. what's going on yeah. or civic involvement. All this, that's a real estate article. It's a real estate it's article. About it's just prices. about numbers. Yeah. But everybody's having to take, on both sides too, people are like, oh, well, Utica's the worst. And people are like, well, actually, this is going on in the city. This yeah. is going on in the city. has nothing to do with this. Yeah. This is a real estate article. Yeah, people are buying houses here because the you housing You can't just market. read the headlines. Yeah. you got to read the whole thing. Yeah. People uh, just want to freak out. Just read. <laughs> just read. Uh, Do all the reading. Let's eliminate video from the internet. And nothing but reading. And I'll give you a, one last... popular cat campaign promise. Uh, one last uh, take on the Outrage Index. This was uh, about Utica adding New Hartford to its 4th of July parade route this year. I'm giving this one a 2 out of 3. I only saw a few people freaking out about this. A lot of people were upset, though, that Utica's adding New Hartford into their parade route because they feel like it's taking away the parade from different sections of Utica that have now lost. It. And they would be correct. This should be highest on the outrage meter. Really? People you find this one highest? most angry about this. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, crave it. I, go ahead. No, no, please. Go ahead. It just, it's, a, it's a dumb, um, hey, look at us, look at us. It's an election year thing, which we're, mm-hmm. gonna, we're continuing to see more and more and more of as, you know, we've got the mayoral election this year. Um, but, yeah, I think it's spot on to take it away from the Memorial Parkway yeah. and the people who walk up and go to that parade mm-hmm. and people who aren't going to be able to have transportation in neighborhoods in exactly. Cornhill and stuff like that who aren't going to be able to make their way into New yeah. Hartford for it just to have it up there and then be that way and to include New Hartford in it. Uh, New Hartford loves loves to brag and people who live in New Hartford love to talk about how much money they have, how much they make in taxes. Yeah. So if they want to have a 4th of July parade, by all means. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the Memorial Parkway for a reason. Got like ten different memorial statues on there. When they put that flag, all those flags out in there for the parade, yeah. when they do that, like the parkway looks stunning. So right. bring it there and leave it in the neighborhood for the people. And it's just more of a, a continuing thing where places like Cornhill get neglected. The same reason that Palmieri doesn't pave 
Oneida Street yeah. because it's not on the Boilermaker route. It's not in a nicer neighborhood. It's the same reason they're taking the parade out of there and moving it to places. And, you know, we need to take care of every neighborhood in this city and not just the neighborhoods that have the highest medium real estate value or whatever else it might be. Is this a definite so, deal? Is this a definite, like, for sure? Or? Well, I, I don't know, but there's an interesting subplot to this, which is after the announcement, uh, six members of the new Hartford Park Commission resigned yeah, yeah, almost immediately that. afterwards. That's weird. Sort of in protest to this happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know if New Hartford necessarily wanted to make this a joint parade either. And and I don't know if the, you know I don't know if so that like, was the reason to too. And for me too, also to be very clear, like I don't mean to trash the parade uh, because I know the folks that put on the parade and they yeah. do a great job. And sure. It's a really cool thing that they do. And you know, I was saying before, I like spectacle. Like I have a lot of great memories of being a little kid and my mom taking us up at the parade and walking down yeah. when it was in the neighborhood. But um. Yeah, just, you know, so people should go out to the parade, but I really hope they keep it where it's been because that seems like the best move for everybody. Uh, before we go into this week's interview with uh, Aaron Higgins, my longtime love, the great Aaron Higgins, um, I just really want to quickly, I don't have anything about the Mueller report again this week because I've read nothing about it. The general consensus seems to be uh, the Republicans are like, yes, Exoneration, I love it. They're dancing all over the place, and the Democrats are like, I'd like to see some some papers. That seems to be where everything is right now. Uh, there is talk about a released redacted version in mid-April, is what I've been told. Uh, I don't have anything besides one take, though. So if you guys have anything you want to talk about with that before I get into my take on it, anything you've been reading or anything that's on yeah, your mind I mean, I about could, it. We could, we could unpack 40 minutes of it right now if we want. So nobody's seen the report. Nobody's, nobody's seen the report. Nobody's right, seen right, the report. Right. Um, yeah. We've seen the, the attorney general that was hired, yeah. specifically the same guy who covered up and made all the pardons happen for Iran-Contra and whitewashed that whole thing in the 80s. Yeah. Same guy, William Barr, was hired. Um, and as soon as he was hired, his son-in-law was hired to be a White House advisor as well, yeah. so you get a nice cushy job out of it. This guy wrote a four-page memo about a 500-plus yeah. page report. Mm-hmm and is refusing to show Congress the report. And here's the thing I know about these people, is that if this report, which said, specifically in the report, said it does not exonerate from obstruction of justice, um, if this report was really so good for the president, as they're pretending it is, they would be screaming it from the top of their lungs yeah. 24-7 mm-hmm. on every mm-hmm. platform they have. Point. Yeah, if this true. report was so good for him, yeah. they would flop it out there and be plastering it up and down every side mm-hmm. of the wall. And I think that goes to show you uh, very much what's in it. So, Well, I have one interesting... Mine's more of a conceptual take. I heard this on a podcast last week, and I can't stop thinking about it. It's the one thing that people said that really just stuck in my mind. And it's more of... It, I think people in general, especially before this report came out, were operating under the idea that this is like a Watergate-style scandal, that eventually some tapes or some information will come out, and there'll be so much that... People will have to just go, all right, we're rational human beings. There's obviously crime here. There's something going on. Like, we can't stop looking past that. Mm-hmm. But we don't live in a Watergate scandal world anymore. We live in an Iran-Contra world where the MO of the scandal is protect the president at all costs. That's the war- like, that We don't live in a world where the Watergate inf- – Watergate got to the point where Nixon was like, I resign. The information's coming out. We- that's it. We got caught. Mm-hmm. Now when- – so when when Nixon, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, go, no, go ahead. Go. Um, so when Nixon got tossed out for Watergate, yeah. When Nixon got tossed for Watergate, a young a, a young Republican aide at the time by the name of Roger Ailes, which name should sound familiar to you. Yes, it does. Roger Ailes, you know, was of the opinion what happened. He's like, Jesus, if we had our own network, if we had a conservative network to just spin it our way, yeah. he never would have gotten. You know, he never would have mm-hmm. had to resign. He never would have been impeached. Wish we had that network. 
And so Roger Ailes went on to start Fox News. Yeah. And he started it with the specific plan, with the, the plan down on paper, you know, is what it is, you can look it up anywhere you like, of making a network to push Republican talking points and re- protect Republicans from things like Watergate in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing play out right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You've got a spin machine that you can put out. So there's a lot of people in America, people who either, you know, watch that kind of stuff or people who don't really pay full attention. You know, everybody's yeah. got a lot going on. Now everybody can dig in like a psycho, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but you've got a lot of people who just hear it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw, I was reading some stuff. I guess they put it out and they said it's not really in there, but it doesn't look like they did it. I saw, yeah, no, nothing happened. Yeah. Then they forget about it. And that's very much by design. And um, it's really tough to pay attention all the time and look at all this stuff, but it's imperative that people do it. It makes me very mm. sad that people don't care more than they do. Mm. Uh, but certainly far from over on this whole waking nightmare. <laughs> It just I'm telling you, the world ended in 2012. The Mayans were right. It ended that <laughs> night. And this is all. Has any been? Has anything? Has anything since December of 2012 been normal or sane in anybody's life? Last good year in America. Shout us out. Uh, all right, let's get to this week's interview. Uh, MLB opening day preview slash all sorts of stuff uh, with the beloved Aaron Higgins. Let's get to it. 55 minutes. We'll be back in just a moment. even know what we're going to talk about today i'm hoping some in-depth conversation about chemistry about chemistry like uh well like the study of the study of chemistry you mean i see i see you don't mean the fact that chemicals i have some we can talk about that i also i have lots of stuff here i basically whenever i know you're going to come on i just write down a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that i was like Mm -hmm. i should talk about these things with her and then it spider webs out into other things that i should talk about that sounds about right ostensibly you were here to talk about MLB opening day, which happened earlier this week, and as yes. Utica's resident Mets fan, mm-hmm. and as Utica's resident cynical half-watching Yankees fan, I felt like it was important that we talked about a little bit about baseball. I like that you're cynical about it, at least. At least you're not, like, gung-ho. I'm cynical in general about baseball. I think that, and this is, here's my, right off the bat, before we even start talking Hot about take. baseball... I think that, I watched a video on SB Nation a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to talk to you about YouTube content in a minute as well, but... I watched a video about the Yankees and the Red Sox in 2003. It was called Rewinder. And they take like a moment. It was just the Aaron Boone. Yes, yes, yes. The the classic Yankees moment that all the Red Sox fans hate. Yes. Um, And I was noticing during the game that like, you know, Pedro is like yelling at Jorge Posada in the uh, the dugout. And Jorge's looking back and he's screaming back at him. And they're obviously like swearing at each other and saying mean shit. I'm like, man, look how pumped up these dudes are they're so into it mm-hmm. and i was like man this is like this is kind of missing i feel like it probably happens in baseball but i don't notice it as much anymore maybe as i get older and kevin jokingly said yeah this was the last good day in baseball like this <laughs> and uh that's only for us yankee fans i suppose i was saying because we yelled all the way through opening day yeah you were screaming and yelling we screamed and yelled <laughs> all the way through opening you're a day. true baseball fan yeah you love baseball do you like okay here's the real question though are you a true mets fan or are you a true baseball fan do you care about other baseball that's not the mets i think that's an important precursor yes 
Yes, I do. So if I to do to an extent. So if we pick division winners, you're not just going to pick a team based on its name that you like the best. You can no, do that too. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. This is not March Madness, Sam. Well, where I just pick teams based on the color of their uniform. That's so that's the most fun about. And like, or the star player's hilarious name. Uh, <laughs> I like when the team has a dumb name after an animal. There was the Ant Eaters this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Banana Slugs a couple years ago. Yes, always Banana and, uh, Slugs. I forget the the Geo Ducks College, but that's that's Oregon. The Oregon State Geo Ducks. Are or they Geo Ducks or are they? No, Oregon's just a duck. Oregon's the duck. No, the Geo Ducks. Or are, something else. You know what a Geo Duck is? No, I couldn't even begin to tell a you. A Geo Duck or a Gooey Duck. Is like a clam that looks very much like a. Fa- oh yeah. yes, I do yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. That's a, a mascot for some weird college that needed more press, so oh, they're like, "Let's God. make our team <laughs> mascot." What some a horrible disgusting. decision. <laughs> um, Aaron Higgins. What a horrible decision that was. <laughs> this is horrible. This this was not a horrible decision to have you back on episode one ninety seven. One ninety seven. We're three away from two hundred. The reason I wanted you to come on, besides. MLB opening day was. Mm-hmm. I don't know how if we're going to see you again within the next three weeks for episode 200, which seems like a milestone. It seems I sh- like a milestone. Well, we, I was here for 100. You were here for 100. Yes. I didn't know if we were going to get a chance to do 200 because I don't even know what I'm doing for 200 yet with the way my life is going. I understand But that. I wanted you to be on and I wanted to... I completely un- appreciate that. And you... I, and I, I know that you started pretty much with us from episode one, despite the mysterious episode zero, but do you remember, because I don't, do you remember the last episode that you were on? No. You don't remember, because I don't remember I, either. No, but... There was no, like, definitive goodbye moment. You no. just sort of like... No, there was not. I was just like, I'm not coming next week, I can't, I have a meeting, and then I just never showed up again. And that meeting lasted seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then I was back for 100, and everyone's like, oh, that's right, she was on here for a minute. It's true. I, um... I named I mentioned you when I went to get my award. I named all I thanked all the people on the show. I, I love thanked you. I thanked you and Heather and Kevin and Mara, who I forgot was on the show. Oh, I was like, oh that my god! Girl. Yeah, Mara. I still see Mara. I remember Mara's around. I think. I thought she went. She has a presence on on Instagram and Didn't Facebook. Did she move far away? She moved closer now. She's back. Of she course. Yeah. We always do. We all. <laughs> We're like a boomerang people. I have a lovely photo of you oh, hanging God. on my fridge from that adventure. Uh, really? Yes, oh, I God. cut it out of the paper like an adult. Somebody, you know what was really nice? A teacher in my in my uh, at the school I worked for left a a cutout of it in my mailbox. That's adorable. It was very. Sweet. She's an older teacher. She's That's very adorable. Sweet. Yeah. So she's like me. She's just an old lady who reads the paper and cuts out articles. Yes. I'm gonna laminate it eventually, and then I'll draw a larger mustache on Please you. Please don't, because I okay. So you look great in the picture. I was too fat for my suit, no, so I had no, to... No, no. no, true story. I had a suit that I was too fat for that I was like, oh. I can't wear these. I need to get a different pair of pants. And I really... I look like a dad. I look I very dad I think you look awesome in that picture. I'm not... I'm still not sold on the mustache like two oh, months Oh, yeah. In. Big time sold. I'm not. You like it? It's yes. all right. Because I, I feel like I lost the novelty after the first couple weeks. People were like, Sam's got a mustache. Now you're and, just known as that guy now, with the mustache. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last. You have a highlighter out? Do you I'm, highlight things as you go through them? I change my method up a lot. Sometimes Such a dork. I gotta make sure that I hit all the stuff that I want to hit. And I right, also need okay. timing stuff. Okay, I get it. Uh, Alright, so we talked earlier uh, this week via text about how this felt like the longest week uh, of our lives. Because like. March is the worst month of all time. Is March the worst? For word? educators. <laughs> it does seem that's the case. Everything that I had that was important fell Falls in March. Yeah. And there's no breaks. There's no days off. There's mm. no, like... Um, half days or superintendents days you're all just waiting yeah. to get to that break from february break to april break and by now the kids start unraveling because it starts to get nicer warm you know warmer out and the kids want to go outside and there's mud literally everywhere yes yeah 
and everybody's squirrely, and so you're like, why did I choose this profession? I've been snapping at people this week. Ah, that sounds about right. Are you? Have you been aggro? Are you aggro this week? I've been big a, time. I've been snapping real hard at people. Um, I don't know. I hope it goes away this week. I'm feeling that after. It won't. <laughs> you know what? It goes away. It goes away the minute that it starts to get warm and it stays warm. Today was cold. Today was I, I, there was snow on my way here. I. <laughs> And I was like, no, again. <laughs> but you, it gets warm, and then you're like, oh, life is beautiful. Mm. Why was I so mad? It was true. Yesterday I walked around with, like, a sweater on, with this sweater, the same sweater I'm wearing now, which can tell you the effort I've put into today. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen what I... I'm wearing a Stranger Things t-shirt, like a little oh, kid would. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. We're going to talk like, a little I'm like bit. like a child today. Yeah. <laughs> I like a grown child. I'm okay uh, with it. Hey, so just real quickly, I retweeted something about uh, that you put out about a Mets love letter that you got. Did and you it got see how many a disturb- Is that normal for you to just get like... No, that was amazing. <laughs> the Seven Line, uh, the organization of fans from yeah. the Mets even tweeted about it. And like, God, I got a bunch of hits. Yeah. I was teaching and I couldn't watch the game on opening day. And then this little guy came over from um, another classroom and he handed me this note. Yeah. And I opened it, and that's it, all it said was, like, Mets are up, Cano home run. And I was like, okie dokie. There you go. And I had to tweet about it because it was like a love note from it's a friend. It's very charming. It was so cute. I was cute. very jealous. It was it. so cute. Yeah. Now, everyone you know is going to start sending you text messages anytime the Mets do anything. I'm like, okay with it. <laughs> as long as we're winning, I'm cool with that. Uh, right now is, like, the... So, I'm not even going to talk about soccer because I don't think you care so Mm-mm. much about soccer. Not at all. But uh, I had a great soccer moment 20 minutes before you got here. Really? Yeah, oh, it was amazing. Living That's cool. fantastic. Huge win. But right now, there's March Madness, uh, the NHL, soccer's on, baseball's on, the NBA's on. Crazy. Uh, there's so much stuff. Let's start real quick with March Madness and then we're going to get to baseball. Okay. Do you Are you over March Madness? Oh, yeah, big time. You're over now. <laughs> I forgot it was I was forgot it Me was too. on. Me too. On Thursday and Friday, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's more basketball. Like, I looked, I was watching TV, and I'm like, college basketball? I thought this was over. I did. That first, like, four days, it was last week, is amazing. Just Crazy. all the games Crazy. and all stuff. And then now I got to, like, wait three hours between games. I'm like, I'm not paying attention. I don't to care about this. This game is on. I think the game is on now as we're sitting in here, and I don't even know which game it is. Couldn't it tell could you. be a game. I, I literally, I remember years in the past where I had my brackets. I always have, like, multiple Multiple brackets. brackets yeah. Multiples. And uh, I I followed it through to the very end, and I was like crazy about it. This is not that year. Well, when Syracuse goes out, I always stop caring about anything but my bracket. And now that yep. my bracket is already destroyed, except for Virginia, apparently, um, I kind of don't care. And I don't even really like Virginia, so now I'm like rooting for this team that I have no interest in. I don't know any players on their team. No. Uh, I liked that guy, Ja Morant, for Murray State. He's gonna I go in the NBA. Him. He was like a he's like a he's gonna be in the top three in the NBA. Maybe he'll be on the Knicks. That's my whole hope. You care about the NBA? You're not an NBA person, are you? Uh, I'm a Knicks legacy. A my, legacy? My, no, my <laughs> great uncle was an original Nick. An original Nick. That's an right. original Knickerbocker. So my mm. family, are we're legacy Nick fans. And so I have to love the Knicks because if I don't, I will be, you know, you, kicked out of the family. <laughs> but I don't really care a significant amount. I should care more. But I really have not been following NBA basketball. And uh, are you an NHL person? As a Rangers game um, uh, for a time I was, and uh, 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 uh. All right. well, that's good. Let's move. I'm glad we moved past that. Let's get to I the. Can, your... We can really narrow it down if you'd like. Well, let's just get to the one sport you do care about. Let's and that discuss is the base the, of the ball. The New York Mets. Uh, as a Yankee fan and a Mets fan, I feel like we always get a good coverage for the people who actually listen to this podcast. It's probably for only their spo- for the sports content mainly. Yeah, for the sports content, they get their news here. Um, 
The Mets are 2-0 at this mm-hmm. particular moment. You're very excited. Uh, We're always the best in April. <laughs> do you... We're so good in April. Now, let's be real. Let's talk really... Do you do you really think there's a chance that the Mets might compete in this division, or are you lying to yourself? Oh, in years past, I lied to myself. In years... <laughs> like, in, okay. many, in many years past. Like, most of the years. Not this year, though. Not this year. But that's the thing. You think... You, you start off thinking that, yeah, we're going to crush it. And then we're like, oh, snards, maybe not. And it's so interesting. There's only a handful of teams that are still undefeated. And three yeah. of them are in my division. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like, a, oh, okay, I guess we're going to come up against some. Or not three of them. Two of them are in my division. So I think we're going to come up against yeah, the Phillies, the Phillies uh, Philly, and, and us. Uh, well, so you was... got Miami is 1-2. and two. Well, no, Washington's 0-2 and, and Atlanta's 0-2. No, it's going to be you and the Phillies. You're yeah, just going to get haunted by Bryce Harper and his handsome face. For the rest of my face. life. Is he, uh, that's actually a good jumping off. I was going to ask you who the most hateable players, uh, is Bryce Harper your most hateable player now that he's in your division? Uh, you know what's interesting is, no, he's not, and here's why. He was on the Nats, and the Nats are in my division. Are yeah, that's true. I guess she doesn't so matter. So, he just made a lateral move in my book, and I always have hateable players for no reason. <laughs> like, Jock Peterson, I just freaking Jock hate him. Jock Peterson, I yeah. hate him. Is it because he spells his name with a D instead of a T? It's Peterson, yes, and not Peterson? Jock. <laughs> Jock Peterson. It's not a real name. It's not a real name. Is it short for something? Is I don't, his first I don't, name I don't even Jockey? look it up. I just hate him. Jockey Peterson. I just hate him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just hate him. It's people you hate for no reason. I just I hate Jock Peterson. I don't love Bryce Harper. I think I would have liked him a lot more had he come to my team. <laughs> well, right. I think his my opinion every... of him greatly greatly uh, you know is influenced greatly by what jersey he's got on. Uh, so, but <laughs> I hate Manny Machado. I'm not a Machado fan. I didn't, you know, but it's like the Chase Otley's that you hate. You hate the, those kind of guys. Like, Chase Otley is a butley, and yeah. that's all I got to say about that. So, I think to, uh, there's an interesting arc, I think, when a player comes to a team. Like, I, I hated A-Rod. Oh, how could you okay, not? Okay, so here's the thing. I liked A-Rod as a kid when he was on Seattle. Yeah. When he was a young kid. Yes. Right? And then he went to Texas, and I then hated, hated him. hated him. And then he went to New York, and I had a complicated relationship with him. I kind of hated him, but then I sort of liked that people hated him so much. And then I went back to kind of hating him again. Yep. And then now that he's on television, I kind of love him. I'm I like, love wow. him now. <laughs> so... I'm a crazy, obsessed person with him now. It's like my obsession with Tony Romo. Romo's another one. Now Great career I arc. I hate Tony Romo. Hated Tony Romo my entire life. Mm. I called him a wet cardboard box because that's what he was like. <laughs> and now that he's on TV and he's some sort of like archangel of football greatness, he's, he's this amazing fortune teller. I love him. I think that the Patriots played a really boring Super Bowl just to spite Tony Romo. He was getting too much credit, so they're like, let's play a 3-13 game. The worst game So he'll have nothing time. to talk about. And he still made it exciting. He's great. Uh, I think I'd like an A-Rod, Tony Romo called game together. Like, find a mutual sport, like... Uh, tennis. Tennis. I, was, I almost said tennis. Look at you. Uh, so I think, uh, who has a better chance... I'm feeling crummy about my Yankees, so I think that... I'm not. You're not? I not feel like yet. the Yankees are garbage already this year. Not because they just lost one game, but I feel like they have no pitchers. They have no pitchers, and they have no chemistry. <laughs> they don't pitch. They don't have any pitchers. They have no chemistry either right now. I like all our big, beefy baseball boys. I like oh. I like Aaron Judge, and I like Luke Voigt. And I, <laughs> your tongue is out. I hate Aaron Judge. You hate Aaron Judge? I'm just not a fan. I just don't love him. I just find him to be so relentlessly... 
him, and it's, oh, I hate him. He's like the But one... like you said, if he was on my team, we'd have a complicated relationship. Do you remember that episode of Ren and Stimpy with the world's littlest giant? That's what I feel like Aaron, yep. <laughs> Aaron Judge is. He's like, if, he's like from a different race, like a giant race, he's a... but he's the smallest one. Yes. So he got he's... stuck playing baseball. <laughs> he, he's stuck playing baseball. He can't, like, beat, beat up other huge yeah. giants. I don't find this Yankees team to be as hateable as Yankee teams of the past. Because I'm not naive. I understand when a Yankees team is hateable when it's out there with, like, Jason Giambi. <laughs> <laughs> and like Nick Swisher and all Nick those. Nick Swisher. I love, I love Nick, Nick Swisher. <laughs> I can't hate Nick Swisher. That man is adorable. Mm. Who's the best player on the Yan- on the match this year for you? Pete Alonso's coming up strong. Pete Alonso. I tweeted about you. Or I tweeted at you about this. He's the player that all the Mets fans are drooling over this year. Um, I had a really nice um, opportunity last week to go and meet the Mets. Yeah, I was going to ask you where all those dope pictures you were getting was coming from. I was... Uh, was Mets in Syracuse, the practice that they had up in Syracuse with yeah. Thor. And unfortunately, it was a day, well, fortunately and unfortunately, once once again, complicated relationship that I have about the DeGrom deal. <laughs> mm-hmm, because sure. that means I didn't get to see him. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Pete Alonso was there and he signed every little kid's Autograph. If the little kid didn't have something, he went to yeah. the batting cages and mm-hmm. got him a ball. Mm-hmm. Like, he's that kind of good dude that I kind of dig right now. Yeah. Jeff McNeil's up there for me, too, with his little rabbit teeth. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I'm crazy about his two big buck front teeth. Mm. Uh, Keon Broxton. Hot take. Keon Broxton is going to be Keon coming. Broxton. Keon Broxton. Keon Broxton is... You know, Brandon Nimmo is the happiest man in baseball. Keon mm. Braxton is going to make a short, like mm. a good run for that this year. Um, last year, I think people were trying to push this narrative for the Yankees. They're like this young, like young guy team. I prefer when the Yankees are evil. I wish that we would only per, like push we're like a corporate monster that just hits home runs and wins games. Yes, I, that's what I prefer. That's your narrative. <laughs> that's the perfect narrative for them. They all have perfect eyebrows. They groom, per, like they all have manicures, and they're monsters, like you said. Do you hate the Yankees the way that you would hate, like, the Braves or the Nats or something? Is it the same kind of thing? No. I no. feel bad for the Braves, nine times out of ten. I pity them. Yeah. I, well, no, more so than that, I pity the Marlins. <laughs> when I, like, divisionally, you pity the Marlins. You're like, oh, it's okay. You're okay. You're going to do a good thing. You're going to be okay. You know, it's like you talk to a puppy. Um, you hate the Yankees because they were shoved down your throat growing up. Yeah, I always so say... So significantly. I always say rooting for the Yankees is like rooting for Bank of America. It's yes. like <laughs> rooting for, like, I don't know, Big Pharma. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, raise the prices yes. on the Yes, you're like, who needs an, uh, what's it, EpiShot? Yeah, EpiShot. Who needs EpiPen? $1,600 a shot. Would you like some affordable health care? Would you rather see us hit some dingers? Exactly. And America's like, dingers! <laughs> dingers! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. My child is suffocating. Yeah. It's cool! <laughs> Fine, dingers. We're going to win another one for the Bronx. Yes. Um, uh, are you doing any fantasy baseball this year? I am not doing any fantasy no, baseball on, this year. Yeah, I'm out too. I'm really not. You know, I, I you find anxiety. that... Anxiety. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what my move is? And this is... We've talked about this in years past. Is my move is I get a fantasy baseball team going and then I just draft all the Mets. Yeah. I and talk myself into some crummy... so... Salty. Yeah, they do hate it. They're like, why oh. are you just drafting all the Mets? I'm like, I don't know. Why mm. not? I'm a huge Mets fan. And then they're like, you can't play in our league anymore. You look like an idiot. Uh, I do that with the Bills in football, in yes. fantasy football. And I like, I need a tight end. I'm like, all right, Charles Clay. They're like, why did you draft Charles Clay? I'm like, the Bills are going to pass to him. I'm like, so they what? They never ch- they, <laughs> they never do. Never did. Not once. Um, we can move on to other stuff. Uh, but do you have a prediction 
the New York Mets. Like numbers wise? Well, wild card playoffs. Are they going to miss playoffs? We'll make the playoffs this season. Making the playoffs a bold prediction. The Cy Young winners. Um, <laughs> the pitching staff's always been good. The pitch? No, we we went through about. 46 to 52 years well, where pitching was not our strong Well, state. I mean, it was always supposed to be good over the last, like, five, years. And then years. suddenly <laughs> we have these awesome, huge diva pitchers, which I'm kind of into, and a scrappy, young defense, which I'm really into right now. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope we make the playoffs, but find me again in October when we are playing golf and everybody else is still playing baseball. Uh, as of right now, it is 2.23 p.m., uh, it is the bottom of the third. The Mets are oh, oh my god! I swear to God, you're gonna think I'm busting your balls. I do. It was one nothing. Pete Alonso doubled to deep left, and as I was saying it to you, uh, ra- uh, someone hit a three one home run. Son of like, a gun! <laughs> as I, it popped up, Turner, as I, Trey Turner. That as passed. I was about to say, like Mets up one nothing, looking Trey good. I hate so Trey I shouldn't Turner. even have looked at it. Uh, but that's anyway. all right. Wheeler's on the mound today. He's not. I'm not real psyched about his. Mound presence this uh, year. So. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think, and I'm, I, you're going to say I'm uh, reverse jinxing it. I think the Yanks are going to miss the playoffs. And I'll mm. tell you why. I'll tell you why. This always happens. At the start of the year, there's some pitcher, especially if you have him on your fantasy team, which is why I stopped playing fantasy. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to pick up Severino in the late rounds because he's hurt to start the year. Yes. He's coming back like a couple weeks in. Yes. So I'll get him at a deal, mm-hmm. and he'll be on my bench for three weeks. And then you see those little red flags pop up that's like, oh, Severino, he's throwing the long ball. He's throwing long toss today. He's feeling good. He's gonna pitch a simulated game in oh, the bullpen. Simulated a simulated game. game, and then he's out for like six months. Or and... he's like in Florida still. Yeah. I love that. We have a couple <laughs> pitchers who didn't come back from Florida. Yeah, yet. just in Florida. They're just in Florida playing simulated games where the weather's mm-hmm. nice. I'm like, oh, that always makes me nervous. Do you over or under one? Okay, um, over and under one and a half. No. Over and under point one. So you need, you need it to happen once if you pick the over. The Yankees and Mets meet the World Series in our lifetime again. Over. So you think we'll get one oh, more? Yeah. I think we'll get at least one. One more Yankees Mets. I think we'll get at least one Subway World Series. We'll have a few. We'll have a year where the Yankees are awful and the Mets are decent, and then we somehow all come together in the end. Uh, I'm gonna say something nice about the Mets, and oh. then you, you then you got to say something nice about the Yankees. Okay. Do I, ha- do I have to? You do. That's how okay. the game works. Okay. And I'm gonna. I'll be. It'll be a good one. Okay. Okay. I think the Mets have nicer uniforms than the Yankees. Boom! I said it. We do. You do. <laughs> more color. <laughs> a little more pop to it. I said it. I know that's sacrilegious. All the Yankee fans like, are mad at me. Kevin yells at me when I say that. such a slimming look, though. So I think the pinstripes are very traditional. Again, it's like rooting for Bank of America. It's very traditional, yeah, right? Yeah. All right. right. Why do I have to say something nice about the Yankees? Just, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who's on the team. If I could pick somebody out. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to come over the left? Who's the catcher? Like, what's that name of the catcher? Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez is really not pulling his weight currently. That's not a nice thing. And that pleases. Oh, Gary Sanchez <laughs> is going to get it going. He's going to be fine. Do you like any of these people on the Yankees? Brett Gardner. No. Aaron Judge. No. Giancarlo Stanton. Okay, there's my thing. <laughs> you like? Giancarlo, also known as Mike. Mike, yeah, it's true. Mike Stanton is going to have a great year. For them. Is he your most handsome Yankee? He's a handsome man. Is A-Rod still the most handsome Yankee? No, A-Rod, I never was into that look. Like, that's not my look. Real tan, real slick. So, I think my favorite Yankee right now has probably got to be Mike Stanton. But that's not saying much. I mean, look at the look at the field I get to choose from. I think, from. If, do you know who Luke Voigt looks like? He might no. be your guy. Luke Voigt might be your guy. He's just a big, beefy country baseball boy. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull Sign up. I'm me gonna, up. I'm going to pull you up a Luke Voigt photo real quick. I don't quick know. I'm really digging, on. like, oh, 
Uh, well, Pete Alonzo is a little spark plug, so. Pete Alonzo. <laughs> he's a little beefy guy. He's teeny. Let me see if beefy. I can get a picture of Luke. Uh, he See, he's so new that they don't even have his picture on oh, like, his Wikipedia like a, page. It's, it's like just a, a Gray square. Yeah, yeah, blank. Picture coming soon. Yeah, let me see. I like him because he's like he's look at look how beefy he is. He's having a good time. Oh my god, I love him. Yeah, big he beefy looks like, baseball he boy. He looks like right before this, he bailed some hay. He did. He he looks like he was hanging out with Jabba Chamberlain. Hey, this is oh, actually Jabba. This is a good translation, actually. Uh, shout out to my uh, my friend Marcy who told me I should get off the dating app that I was on. Mm-hmm. And I got on a new dating app. Um, What's it called? It's called Hinge. Have you been on Hinge? Never heard of such a thing. It's a new Ooh. It's a new dating app. Sign me up. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm a little overwhelmed by it. It's a lot. It's sort of like, you know how, are you on Bumble? You're yeah. on Bumble, I think. I'm on, I'm on Bumble I always swipe Tinder. right when I see it on stuff. Even I though, always swipe like, right I when I see you on things, and we always just wave at each other and continue texting like regular friends. But I, I noticed this one, so like, it's sort of set up like Bumble is, where okay. you have all the pictures and you scroll up and down. Yeah. But the way it works is you like a specific part of their profile, right? Oh, so if you have... Next level. It's a little... It's like... Because you, you, it seems like you never want to like just a picture. You got to always like like three things because you can't just be like, oh, you're babe. I'm more like this picture right here. And I don't have a profile on any of my things. My profile always just says Mets fan, <laughs> teacher, Dear. comma, Mets fan. That's all I say, which is probably why I'm not really hitting it out of the park with babes. But like, I don't ever put stuff up there. I like when people put like a really long, specific, oh, super thing. detailed profile. Like if you're looking for just a one time thing. Swipe to left. left. I'm looking for something real. On an app in Utica, <laughs> you're looking for a... You like, know, I really enjoy long talks about chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. I don't even know. People are nuts. You... Can I tell you... Can I share the story that you told me about someone who you match with on Tinder and why you unmatch with them? Because Of course you can. You... You... Well, why don't you just... <laughs> what was your reasoning for why you... So I texted you on what night was it? <laughs> I can pull up the text. It doesn't I even have. matter. Like Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. Yeah. And I had matched with a guy on Tinder and he was <laughs> nice. Nice enough. You know, whatever. So he sends me a message and he said something about... I don't remember the context, but he used the... He said the word cuddle. And he spelled it wrong. <laughs> he spelled it E-L instead of L-E. C-U-D-D-E-L. Yeah. Cuddell. Cuddell. And I was like, and I literally turned right around and I was like, listen, you're not going to misspell that right off the bat. I can't. I can't. That one, I'm not going to say that one's defensible, but the other one that you said. Yeah. So then he says later, like, so then he sends me another message and he's like, oh, I was, I was just joking about spelling. Uh, I I do that something, something very, V-A-R-R-Y. And then he's like, what do you like to do? I like to hunt. I'm like, Avid out, mm-hmm. bye. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I can take a lot in a relationship. <laughs> I really can. I've dated some real bruisers, but you can't spell? Like, like you can't spell enough to understand the... You don't have a, a basic understanding of the rules of the English language and the grammatical, you know, correctness. I'm out. I feel like it's... And you all have spell check now. How can you not spell <laughs> that everybody has spell check? That's just the race to get out something, right? You're like, I gotta get something out quick before I like uh, lose interest in it, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like Twitter. You see someone like screw up a tweet. It's like you wanted to get that out real quick. So, so fast. you just like you wanted to be the hammer. first one. Yeah, and I'm not. I spell. I'm the worst at that too because I. Mm. Mine is I have no patience for being on Twitter, right, or Facebook. So like, if I have to go promote an episode. 
It's like it's like everything I have like the whole time I'm just like Ugh, you're grimacing the whole time. I get it. Yeah. This is it done sent. Uh and it, I, I have such a hard time interacting, especially now because it feels dangerous to interact on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff with people. What's going on with that? I don't know. It's just the world is. It's like uh, they're angry. It's like I was talking. I think I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago on the show about this, about how you can't have like nuance on something, right? Like you, if you are a vegetarian, I'm not, I'm not knocking all vegetarians. Right? If you're a vegetarian. <laughs> It's like you hate all people who meet, eat meat. It's not like and no. if you're if you're a meat person, you don't like understand why someone would be a vegetarian. There's no nuance to your thought. Like I can eat meat and still be like I understand why this person chooses to not eat meat, right? Yeah. I think we've lost that in all discourse. Look how far up that goes, though. Yeah, for everything, it's like that for everything. And look how far up, like socially and governmentally. I mean, sure. Is governmentally a word? I don't know. You're a teacher. You're, you're an elementary school teacher. I'm an elementary school teacher. We don't often speak about <laughs> the, the, the subtle nuances of the government. Well, that's what's wrong with these kids these days. You're not training them early in, uh, in- distinguishing <laughs> fake news on the internet. Man, I gotta get Do you have any... Do your kids... Okay, so I gotta tell you, my, my nephew makes a lot of Trump jokes, but he's like nine. And I think it's just because, like, cultural zeitgeist. Like, he's... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not pro-Trump. He's actually very anti-Trump. And I have to tell him sometimes, like, you know, it's it's okay if you want to make, like, a mean Trump joke to me in, in private, because I, I think it's funny, right? But, yeah. But, but like, don't be out in public being like, I drew a picture of Trump on the on the mat, right? And being like, ah, you're, people are not, like, chill. <laughs> about, people are not chill at all about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't which know. Is, which is interesting. Because I, mean, I think we've just gotten to a point where we're so angry. Well, I think now we find... Good, bad, or otherwise. We're just angry we find like avenues now to like point our anger and it becomes much more pointed like people were that's like this college admission scandal right oh when this came out that was like an easy target for everyone to be like i am so angry and rightfully so it's like though it was terrible but like rightfully like people found this thing and they're like we are we are so so angry we have never been angrier than we are at aunt becky (laughs) like honestly and i don't have kids so i can't really speak on that Mm. Because I think that a lot of it comes down to what you would do for your children. Mm. However, that being said, was it wrong? Yeah, of course it was wrong. Sure. And the fact that Aunt Becky didn't want her daughter... Did you hear why she pushed her kid to go to to college? Uh, the daughter didn't want to go to college because yeah, no, she was going to be an influencer. She is an influencer already. I... But- well, I guess. Since when is that like a job to... Okay, not the Since point. Since like 2000... Since Fire Festival? So before that, 2008, 2009, I feel like that was a start. You had to start back then if you wanted to do if it. If you wanted to go to Fire Festival? Or you have to have money. That's really That's just the other thing. piece you of You have this. to just start by having... Influencer is a fancy term for like, I'm a rich person on the internet. Look at all my money. Right? Like, I think it's such a wacky thing. It's so weird. It's not... None of it's real. None of it's tangible. It's just this ridiculous like twilight zone of fame and fortune. Anyway, I think that if I was a parent and my child was like, I'm just going to be an influencer, I'd be like, okay, I will pay $500,000 to shove your ass in college. Do you think, though, that, like, at certain point, like, the parents should have been like, you know, well, we got a lot of money. This girl makes a lot of money. She's our daughter. She makes tons of money on ads. She's probably doing okay. If she doesn't want to go to college, it's a lot of times it's an image thing. Like, yes. we want our daughter to go to USC so we can say, look at our daughter at USC. Of course. Look how cool it is. Of right? course. I don't know. I don't have kids. I, I find it, like I said, it's so hard to make that judgment call because I don't have children. I'm not in that situation. Mm. I mean, if one of the cats wanted to be an influencer instead of going to college, 
<laughs> We'd be in a real pickle. I saw, I did read about the daughter because I'm a sick freak and I read about this story still. Apparently she's not talking to Aunt Becky because she's mad at her for ruining her life because now she's lost all her ad, influencers. Her influencer deals. Influencees. Yeah, so she's, now she's holed up with her boyfriend on some island somewhere. Oh God, her life is tough. It's so tough. I know. <laughs> How will she ever bounce back from such a horrible moment? I think this is why people like these Firefest stories and this inventor story and all these like... These white collar crimes, like people like to see people with like money do dumb things and eat shit for it. I think I, just, I find it all to be so fascinating. I find you know there's this new documentary coming out about the girl who was, um, God, what was her real name? She went down. And, Anna Duvall. Anna yes. Duvall. I just started reading about this one yes. last week. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so that's going to be a real who. She was the Soho grifter. Yes, the Soho grifter, yep. and she mm-hmm. just went to mm-hmm. court. Yep. And hired a stylist. I just read about that when I was That's getting... why I got, like, I read the story originally when it first was, like, a thing. And then, yes, like, last year right. when it was a first, like, a thing. And then she started going to court and it, like, re- had... re-upped my, like, it reignited my fire for the story. She's got the big plastic glasses oh, on. She has and no... The deep, like, the deep cut dress. Oh, my God. I uh, love it so hard. It was unreal. And then um, she came back after lunch wearing a sweater because she was like, maybe that wasn't the best choice. Are you aware of the hipster grifter? No. Look up. Okay, so the hipster grifter is a little bit of a lower tier one, but it's also interesting as well. It was this girl who basically was like a a manic pixie dream girl. Oh. And she. Did she have a hula hoop? Uh, I gotta look up her name. Uh, her name was. I bet she had a hula hoop. She probably did. Look, uh, I'm gonna look at a picture of her. Oh, yeah, there she is. Look at her. Oh my god. Yeah. All the chest tattoos. Yeah, so many chest tattoos. Yeah, Carrie Farrell. Look that one up. All right, I'm gonna I'll pull it up for today. you afterwards. She's All right. a bowl cut. I did. I respect the lady with the bowl cut. Uh, I am. Did you watch the Elizabeth Holmes one? I haven't watched it yet. You know what? I haven't watched. I don't have HBO. I have everything else. I have all the Hulu's and the whatnots. So I'm gonna get to it eventually. But my favorite part of the whole shebang is that she is buying turtlenecks (laughs) that were Steve Jobs's designer turtlenecks. Like it's a turtleneck gate, and the fact that she lowered her voice. For yeah, can you can you lower your voice like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's really hard to like do for an extended period of time because I, mean, the, I don't think I can keep it up. Right, you, we also look like turtles when we're doing it. It does. It makes my face. Like, right, yeah, it does. It's so hard to do. I find that. Yeah, that is here's, weird. Here's what always. Here's what really gets me though. I think it's so interesting that she was like, okay, I'm gonna be this thing. I'm gonna lie. And I'm going to change my voice. And then somewhere down the line, she did it. And then somewhere farther down the line, someone was like, I think that's a real voice. Like, how did we get to this? It's, it's almost like she was a performance artist. In a weird Maybe way. Maybe she was. It's like, <laughs> it's like she's this crazy performance artist. Maybe she was. Who's playing this character. Yeah, she's... Maybe yeah. that's going to be the finale to the story. It's like the jinx at the end. She'll be like, this was all a troll. Yeah. And you're like, what? Uh, I have some other content stuff I want to ask Oh, you. really? Uh, Those things weren't on the list? No, those are... Shocking that we went off tangentially. Uh, do you watch YouTube at all? Are you a YouTube content person? Um, You know what's so interesting about my YouTube viewership stuff is um, 99% of it is videos for kids. Videos for kids. Because yep. my, my kids love YouTube, and so we watch all of the YouTube stuff for kids. Right now, we're really into watching kinetic sand being cut. 
Oh yes, I like any sort of like oddly satisfying stuff like that. My There's kids a good... could watch kinetic sand yeah. being squished for nine yeah. hours. I don't, I don't one hundred percent understand it. Do you like candles being dipped? That's a good one too. Oh, I'll have to put that one. Yeah, on. anyone who's making candles or like cutting candles, that's oh, a really yeah. good one. Yeah, right, yeah, we'll yeah. Put that on. That's a good one. Uh, but we, you know, that's where all of our songs and our our days of the week stuff comes from. Yeah. There, so mm-hmm. a lot of my, if you were going to my YouTube page right now, it's significant. Children content. Baby Shark a thousand times. But Oh god, baby Shark. You know, I I almost talked about that in the show and then didn't. It like made it into like the billboard charts. It's very uncomfortable. That guy has it as his walk up song. Yeah. Elvis is his Elvis name Elvis? Andrus? Elvis Andrus? Yeah, something. Oh god. I was like, Why is this your walk up music? People love it. People love a meme. We're in meme. We we live in meme culture now. Uh, but yeah, why? What about the YouTube? Oh, no, I'm just curious because I've been sort of watching these SB Nation like sports mini docs, and they're yes. really good. I'm watching these SB Nation beef histories where they enter, they go into like these 12 or 17 minute histories about athlete beasts all over sports. Like mm. I watched one about like the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, the A Rod Jeter one is unreal. It's like I've, 17. I, oh my god! I gotta so watch good. that. It's like, because A-Rod's such a maniac. We're back to baseball suddenly. (laughs) Shockingly, we make a whole turn. But it's not even about baseball. It's just like he could not stop talking about Derek Jeter. The entire beef is just like every time they would interview A-Rod, it would somehow turn to him talking about Derek Jeter. It was insane. I had no idea. Not even like saying bad things about him, but just couldn't keep his name out of his mouth. Like, stop talking about me. That's so odd. Super weird. All right, I'll have to watch that. Um, Well, the other one I was going to say is you're wearing a Stranger Things t-shirt. The Stranger Things 3 trailer became the the highest watched YouTube trailer. Seriously? It was crazy. It's like 30 million something in like three days or something wild like that. I did watch that. Did you like the Stranger Things 3 trailer? Um, I was pretty jazzed about the whole shebang. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I feel like... I feel like the Stranger Things that I started with and the Stranger Things where we are now are two very separate Stranger Things. Yes. And I'm not 100% sure I'm going to dig this latest incarnation of Stranger Things. I would prefer a show that was less Stranger and just more Things. Yes! Give me just the show Things with these kids. I'm like, why is is this? The Demogorgon is so everywhere now. Yeah, just tell me the story of these kids growing up now. I want to go back where Will was on the others upside down or whatever, and let's just go back there. That was really where I was good. Yeah, we've gotten away from the Stranger and leaned into the Things. And I like all the characters, and I think you can... They're growing up so fast. You have to lean into it. You can't pretend that they're kids. So I think that's the other... That's the fundamental problem. You can't... It seems like the point of this third season is we're not kids anymore, right? They hit you really hard in the trailer with, like... Like... Teenage Wasteland. Yes. And <laughs> like, oh, it was, it was like they're at the mall. I'm like, oh my god, can't you go Do back to the, the forts? Like, weren't you building forts last time I checked in on you? <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of moments like that. That's my prediction for this season. A lot of moments of one kid being like, why can't we go back? And the other kids will be like, we can never go back. Yes, That's we're gonna... adults now or something. Yeah, there's at we're least three 13. episodes. Of the show that are just going to be that. Do you remember last season? No. That's the problem. I don't remember last I, I season. I did some, like, thought. Almost at all. Some thought, thoughts about last season. Sure. I have some thoughts. Because I remembered, I was watching the trailer, and that little red-headed girl was in the trailer. I like her. And I remember thinking to myself, how did she become such good friends with everybody all of a sudden? Like, she was, like, an integral piece of, this, of the chemistry and of the, you know, fabric of the show now. And, um... I, I went back in my brain to when she first arrived and, like, how she was really not like that exciting up until recently and then they had those weird offshoot shows last season where we just looked at Eleven's like weird friend journey with the other people that was the worst such that was the worst part of last season yeah 
I do think that there's an interesting narrative to the way the show is going, right? So yeah, season course. one is their kids, and little kids in this moment of friendship together, it's very pure, right? Demigorgon. And then the second season, the demi, the, it's sort of like at like puberty, right? Now they're sort of breaking apart. They're interested in, like, you know, Will's interested in Eleven, and there's, like, the relationships forming. And this third season is sort of like the male and female friendships breaking apart. And, like, I think you're sort What's of tracing... What's going to Steve? I think, okay... You ready for me to say it? I think Steve dies. I think Steve's dead. I hate to say it, because I would really like him to end up with Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Yes! You know, how about her? She seems nice. Yeah. Um, she seems very She seems lovely. very nice. Very uh, nice. I would like her and Steve to end up together, but I think that there's a real potential for heroic sacrifice from Steve to save Dustin. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my, I think that they're. I love when they were writing the show, they're like, all right, let's take Steve on this weird path where he becomes best friends with Dustin. Can I tell you something funny? My niece, God, love you, Sage. She is, has an insane crush on Steve Harrington. It's all she talks about all the time. And my niece, my nephew, and my my stepdad just tease her unmercifully about it. He's like, I heard Steve's got a new girlfriend in real life. She's like, knows the guy's real name. She's like, no, he doesn't. I know who he's dating in real life. I, she's like, it's, I'm going to be real sad if he dies because I'm afraid that she will not be able to handle. That is adorable. It's very strange that she chose Steve Harrington as her first no, crush. No, it's not. He you don't think a, so? He is a beaut. What about the other one, the creepier one? <laughs> I forget his name. I don't know his name either, but there's also Billy. Let's not forget that oh, Billy made Billy. Billy. I have a crush on Billy. Yo, hey, Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy is my guy. I wanted him to hook up with What's His Face's mother so desperately last season. Yes, I think that'll happen this year. They teased oh, it Billy. a little bit. Oh, um, Billy. And I just got to ask you one thing because it's going to segue into something else. Have you heard about this television show? Me, I swear to God, it's Kevin and I and Justin and Steve have been watching it because it comes on after wrestling and it's become a thing. Are you familiar with the Temptation Island reboot? Um, no. I can't stop watching it. Okay, let's talk about it. I saw that you and, was it Heather? Heather, yeah, yeah. Had written something about it. Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. I watched, I, no, I watched the Twitter. Yeah, I watched yeah, the yeah. Twitter. What's the, looked at Twitter, that's yeah. the thing, with your eyes, you look yeah. at things. <laughs> and I saw that you guys were tweeting about the Temptation Island reboot. And then, I went down, and I think it was Justin, who posted something about... It was Mark Wahlberg. Mark L. Wahlberg. Not, Mark L. Wahlberg. Not. <laughs> and how it was the guy from Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. And then Maria posted how she loves Antiques Roadshow. And then yes. I posted how I love Antiques Roadshow as well. And Antiques Roadshow liked my tweet. Yeah, Justin's been very pleased about this, actually. He can't stop talking about the Antiques Roadshow likes us now. Antiques Roadshow is all... All of a sudden, I flip up my phone. I was like, Antiques Roadshow is following you on Twitter. I was like, what? I felt very cool. And all I wrote was that I liked Antiques Roadshow. Uh, well, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Temptation no, no, no. Island. Well, my point about Temptation Island, thing? I have a lot of complex feelings about it. So much so that I've it, that when I went down to see you do stand-up, which you didn't go to. <laughs> I didn't, I'll be there this week. You're going to go this week? I'll be there this week. I love week. it. Uh I almost had backup material. I had three minutes on Temptation Island. Just in case. Just in case. That's my bit if I have I to do go like up that and about do something. That's the bit. I didn't ask you about the bit last time because you told me you had backup material. And I, I had, never yeah, asked My bit about. is that I am confused by Temptation Island because it feels disingenuous. Because No. No, no. I think that the show is under false pretense. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, the, the idea of the show is, honey, oh, I, I love you. I saw the original. I love you. 
So I think that we need to prove our love. By, by going on this beach with sexy people. By going to Beefcake Island. Yes. And screwing our way through Beefcake yes. Island. Yes. Right? Uh, Do you want to be a fake couple who signs up for... Yes. I think they would know, though. Because they you don't think that fake couples sign up to the show to get a free vacation with Beefcake? To Beefcakes? Beefcake Island? Yeah. No. Dude, I'm... Dude, yo! I think we could... If you could sell it, it's like, listen. No We're pretty happened. good. I mean, we are as close to an actual relationship as regular people. People, people ship us... After All the podcast the comes, especially after you're on the show, people yeah. tend to ship us on the podcast. Quite we should go on Temptation. Here's what will happen. Okay. We'll go on Temptation Island. Under This is a, actually a good movie. It's a good premise for a TV show. Like right. a, like a, we'll ooh, do a Maiden Utica ooh, documentary. A Maiden Utica version of Temptation Island where okay. we go on the show. So it's Temptation what? Well, like no, no, no. Here's the idea. We go on the show. Here's our. It's like a rom-com. Under the pretense that we're getting a free vacation. Uh-huh. And we go to like meet up all the, the beefcakes beef and all the ladies. Island. And then over the course of it, we realize when we meet all these beefcakes that we really do love each other, right? That's oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Like that's the that's, that's a the rom com. But that's the rom com. I'm saying that's the story you could sell. Yeah. How many beefcakes do I get to go through first, though? Oh, I'm going through all the beefcakes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, listen. All listen. right. Good. All right. That's taking awesome. advantage. Right, okay. Okay. How do you know somebody until you meet them on Beefcake Island? Really, I guess is the question. Wow. Mm. Do you know somebody until you've met them on Beefcake Island? <laughs> Do you know Island? somebody until you know? So yeah, that's this, the tagline for the that, show. So something along that line is where my my bit was going. For, I think it's great. Thanks. It's I a don't good know bit. It, it's a good bit. It's okay. It needs, are you excited about any of the shows that are coming up? Uh, tomorrow is uh, Twilight Zone. I've heard bad things about Twilight Zone. You hush your mouth. No, I swear to God, and I'm I'm hoping for the best because I love the Twilight Zone. I love Jordan Peele. And I love Adam Scott playing. Uh, William Shatner slash yes. John Lithgow from The yes. Something on the Wing. But Which was I, just such a good episode. Most of the reviews I've heard have been a resounding meh. I guess you take what you want from reviews, I guess. But um, <sighs> but a resounding I, meh. Here's my problem. And I, I don't like to be this guy. I think Black Mirror kind of beat him to it. I think Black Mirror does a really good job yes. of being the show that yes. this new Twilight Zone would like to be. And it's got a... And Twilight Zone sort of dragged down by its own legacy. It has to live up to a certain expectation of what the show was. Has to, Black Mirror doesn't have to do any of that. I it totally can, agree. Do you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. there's a there's a definite like it's it's a problem with putting the name on it. That shitty Matthew Broderick monster movie wouldn't have been as bad as it was if it wasn't called Godzilla. If it was called Lizard Man, people would be like, "Remember that stupid lizard movie?" That people wouldn't hate it. The way um, they do now. Lizard Man would have stood on its own two legs. <laughs> As opposed to being a <laughs> horrifying Godzilla. That was the worst. Did you see it again when it was another Godzilla remake with Brian Cranston? Did you see that one? They're making the sequel to that one. It's coming out in like three weeks. Of course weeks. they are. Uh, okay, so I saw the Cranston one. I'm a Godzilla fan. I have. Like, I am a huge Godzilla fan. Uh, you know. I didn't hate the Cranston one. It just, Other they, than the fact that Brian Cranston died no, no, six no, no, no. minutes into the movie. Can I tell you what the problem with that movie was? Where did uh, we have... Jaws. I'm a big Jaws fan, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. guy who made that movie was like, we're making Jaws, but with Godzilla. We're going to do everything we can to not show Godzilla until the end of the movie. Yeah. And it'll be all about the humans. Fine. Except the main human is Aaron Tyler Johnson, who is a charisma black hole. And he sucks all charisma into himself and just, like, is nothing. Yep. And it was terrible. If Cranston was the lead, if it was Cranston versus Godzilla, that movie would have been dope. That would have been a great film. I would have, I would have preferred Walter White versus Godzilla. Uh, the new Godzilla movie is seems like it's already just, like, we're just going to cram all the CGI into it this time. They're oh! Like, they're like, you didn't get enough monsters last no. time? All the monsters. Mothra I'm, and I mean, the twins. I'm gonna go see it. Oh, yeah, of, of course, course we're gonna I'm see gonna it. Go of course we're gonna uh, see it. 
Uh, anything else, I guess, that I had? Do I have anything else for you before we close out with some lightning round questions? I guess not. What's uh, what's on your mind? I guess I didn't give you enough time to vamp when you came in. What's been on your mind lately? Pop culture, media, anything bothering you? It's baseball season, so, like, I sort of shut down a little bit. Oh, you know what's really bugging me is this whole issue with the Special Olympics. Oh, and Betsy, Betsy, yeah. And Betsy. Mm, Betsy's really mm, bugging me. Yeah, she's a And the Mueller Report. Oh, Betsy's such a gem. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to say... Oh, um, she's such a dingbat. I probably am going to repeat this on the regular podcast this week because we might briefly talk about Mueller Report. I'm not sure because there's a bunch of weird, like, local stories this week we have to talk about. So weird. A bunch of weird local stuff So weird. Uh, but... I heard a really good analogy to the Mueller report this week, and I can't stop thinking about it. And it was, we live in this society that sort of sees scandals under the Watergate scandal mentality, right? Yes, of course. At some point in time, enough information will come out that people will rationally just go, you know what, though? Like, that's enough. Like, we we have enough here, and, like, we we see it, right? We don't live in that country anymore. We live in, we operate in an Iran-Contra scandal environment. And under Iran-Contra, it's like protect the president at all costs. Yep. Anything to make sure that Ronald Reagan doesn't go to prison, whether it's Oliver North, whether it's the other guy. Ollie North. Ollie North. Like, whether it, no matter what it takes, president can't get get in trouble. That's the world we live in. We don't live in the Watergate world where we're going to go back. And that's all I keep thinking about every time I read it. That's a really good way to put that. Because I, I am still... You know, you hope, you try to hope that we're going to operate under Watergate. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you sh- you know we're going to no. operate under Iran-Contra. We're in an Iran-Contra scandal world. We're no longer in a Watergate world. I do That's love I the fact, though, this is, I, and you know, somebody said it this weekend. I don't even remember who it was. But they were talking about how the Mueller report was a thing and, and Barr wrote the summary of the summary of the summary. And now he's backing off on that, saying, mm-hmm. I did, it wasn't really a summary. It was more of like an introduction. And... <laughs> Betsy cut the funding for the Special Olympics and special education programs across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, real shit moves on Betsy's behalf. Uh, and poured money into charter schools that she's taking away from public schools. Like, she's just making great choices and uh, for budget cuts. And then the president swoops in and was like, I'm going to save the Special Olympics. And you're like, huh. That seems like a very valiant move on your part. In the face of the Mueller report coming to light. Like, you know, it's just such a tactic to get us to stop talking. It's just so next level. I'm so over it. I can't stand it. So I'll give you one quick Trump thing before we close out the lightning round. Uh, This weekend is WrestleMania. WrestleMania 30-whatever, 35, 36. I honestly forget, but I'm, you know... We always we always get excited for WrestleMania yes, around these it's parts. Yeah, big deal. This upcoming weekend or today? This upcoming weekend, uh, Sunday. So what? It's my birthday. Yeah. WrestleMania falls on my birthday. This is year? your birthday on April fourth? April seventh. No, April is not. Today's tomorrow's. Yeah, first. yeah, it is. Then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, tomorrow's April Fool's Day, isn't it? Oh, jeez. No, is it? Yeah. God. I know. Seems like a scam. Uh, no. So yeah, it's your birthday. Fall, your birthday falls on WrestleMania weekend. Excellent. Um. So, uh, I've been going back and watching, like, just sort of flipping through the WWE Network and watching old WrestleManias from, like, when we were kids. Like, WrestleMania 5, WrestleMania 3, all these old-timey ones, like Andre the Giant, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, yes. So, WrestleMania 5 is in Trump Plaza. Doesn't he make an appearance? He's in the front row. It's, It's at Trump Plaza, and he's in the front row, and next to him is Don Jr. as a kid with, like, a big Hulk Hogan foam finger and it's so weird because at one point in time I'm I'm flipping through this last night it's so surreal it's in the middle of the ring there's me there's Howard Finkel and he's like ladies and gentlemen 
please allow me to introduce Run DMC. And Run DMC is in the ring doing the WrestleMania rap. And they're out there like, oh, yeah, WrestleMania. And you can see Trump in the back just like... Tapping his hands oh, on his yeah. on his lap, and his and Donnie Jr. is just dancing. I'm like, what is happening? Here we it's are. It's 1984. America. <laughs> America. It's crazy. How it's just Welcome. what a strange time. This this is America. Uh, you, Aaron Higgins uh, at Aaron underscore new underscore shoes. Um, anything else you're excited for? We get into lightning round questions. Anything coming up? You're you're gassed for any movies, any television, any content? You a Game of Thrones person? You don't care about no, that. I don't do care you? about that. All right, a couple quick lightning round questions. These are some new ones that I have to prepare. Oh, exciting. Well, because I have to give you new ones every year, so I had to come up with some new stuff, so we'll see how they go. Uh, Aaron Higgins, uh, if you had to find another line of work, what skills would you put on your resume, and what kind of line of work do you think your skills would be beneficial for? That's a really good question. Uh, You're very crafty. You could be a craft store type person. (laughs) Like, I always tell my mom that you could work at, like, Joanne Fabrics. You'd be very no. good at crafting. Um, I want to say that I could, I would run a section of the government because I'm really good at, you know. You are. Yeah, that's true. I'm really good right now at this point with uh, pushing children around. So, <laughs> Ooh, no. Zing. Zing. No, I don't know. I think, honestly, if I really had to think about it, I I would work in sports, most likely. Yeah. You... I'd probably work in, in baseball, oddly mm. enough, or... I'd be like at a professional seltzer taster. Professional seltzer. Or um, maybe I'd be like um, a stylist for people who want to dress in large sweatshirts and mm-hmm. yoga pants all the time. That's pretty good. If you could be in any band, or uh, who would it be, past or present? Talking Heads. You want to be in the Talking Heads? You want yeah, to be Tina Weymouth? Yes, like, yeah. yes. I want to be Tina Weymouth. Are you kidding me? Of course I want to be Tina Weymouth. Uh, what's a movie that you'll always stop and watch if you're flipping channels? All the people don't flip channels anymore, I suppose, but... Frozen. I've done it Frozen. multiple times now this season where Frozen will come. Moana was last night, and I was just, I flipped through the channels, and Moana comes on, and I was like, oh, yeah. We didn't talk about it. Are you into any of these Disney remakes? The, the, the Dumbo, Aladdin, or uh, Lion Dumbo, King? Dumbo, no, I'm not into Dumbo. Uh, Aladdin, I will. Skeptical? Are you skeptical? I'm a yeah. huge Aladdin fan. Yeah, like too. I'm an Aladdin purist. Mm. And so when the Broadway show came out, I was like, uh, and then I, I got the soundtrack, and it was brilliant. And so now I'm, I'm, I watched it. It doesn't. I watched the trailers, and the heavy focus is on the action. Yes. Not on the music or the storied tale of love and fake woes. And Will Smith is the genie makes me really uncomfortable. Um. Like really uncomfortable. Uh, the, I will watch the Lion King though. Yeah, I'll I watch mean, the Lion King and Aladdin, but I won't like either of them. I don't care much for the actors they chose for Aladdin and Jasmine. I don't think that I like them. And I also think that the guy who plays Jafar has a very, like, lackluster voice. Like, Jafar in the old movie had, like, this, bring me the lamp. Well, the thing about Jafar that we so recognize, this is going to be, like, a fun fact for you. Ready for this? So Jafar in the original movie was also cast in the Broadway show. Mm. The same dude. Same dude. Because it was like, he went in and he was like, yeah, I would love to be a part of this. And they were like, would you play Jafar on Broadway? And he was like, yep. Yeah. So they cast him to play Jafar on Broadway, huh. which is so cool if you think about it, because oh, that's yeah. the only Jafar now we've known. So now we're going like so Jafar away from what we're used to. <laughs> Jafar away, leave me to myself. That's a fuel song, kids. If you remember that one from the from early like 2000s. 2002, yeah, give or take. A tough one. Yeah, I was sad about that in a middle school dance once. Who would play you in the movie of your life, Aaron? Higgins? You probably. Be Anne Hathaway, right? Uh, no. She would, like, she, maybe. Like an Alison Brie type? 
I don't know. Maybe, oh, you know who's a good one right now? Um, What's her face? She's in Pitch Perfect. She was so cute. Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. That's, yeah. I feel What's like in that Anna wheelhouse. Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's a cutie. And then I just, so that if they made a movie about us, it would just be Anna Kendrick and Mark Maron. <laughs> the two people So it would movie. look a lot like Glow, really. It would just be Glow. Alice and Brie It would just Mark look Maron. a lot like Glow. All right, so let's just say our life story is, is glow. glow. Yeah, it's the movie. It's wow, the show that glow. was easy. Mm-hmm. It was really easy, wasn't it? People would be like, you guys should have a story. And we'd be like, have you seen Glow? glow. Yeah, go watch Glow. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Serious one before we close out. What advice would I give to my younger self? Your, your focus is too much on the small things. Mm. You know, when I was younger, I focused and I was so worried. And my, I had such anxiety about the future and what was coming that I didn't have the wherewithal to be excited about the day, mm. you know, at hand. And to stop and appreciate what was happening more than I did, I think. Stop, appreciate, look around, love, value the things that you have in that moment because you never know how quickly they will leave you. I say all the time, you know, I think uh, as we get older, we don't gain a lot more things. We just lose things that we have. And it's important to try and... uh, do what you can to sort of maintain the things that are important. Maintain yeah. is the name of the game. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know what's going on for episode 200. I might ask you to come back in a couple weeks and do like a 10-second bumper. Just Coolio. Like, you cast 200 or something. I'll just do it now while you're on here. Huh? You cast 200. Boom. <laughs> hey, that was easy. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, all right. Oh. You meant uh, like after this? I meant like on a different track, maybe. No, I think that was good. Just cut that <laughs> Just one right cut up. That. That's a pain for me to do that. You're fine. You'll figure um, it. Just play the episode as a bumper. Just play this whole episode as a bumper. Every time you come on, Heather thinks that I'm replacing her. Heather is the most lovely, <laughs> incredibly wise and caring and, and, and just brilliant individual. So yeah. she really has nothing to be concerned about because I am a dirtbag by comparison. It's not very <laughs> nice. I do love you because mom, Heather Wise, she's, she's great people. All right, uh, let's finish our seltzer and uh, go hang out in the porch. All right. Yes. Uh, it's been fun. Always a pleasure. Love, love you, you to death. Love you. All right, we'll be back to the show in just a minute. I say, I say that out a lot of folks, but she's always been a very good Twitter follow, uh, especially during baseball season. Great baseball Twitter follow. Um, you guys want to do, what do you want to do first? History lessons, or I got a bit from another blog we can talk about. History lessons. History, let's get them. history lessons, you want them out of the way? All right. to be read, too. Our history lessons actually this week are very good. Okay. Uh, well, two of them are. Okay. Prove uh, it. On this day, 1952, the Nevada National Security Site, previously the Nevada Test Site, uh, United States Department of uh, Energy Reservation, located in southeastern Nye County, Nevada, performed nuclear tests uh, in uh, 65 miles from the city of Las Vegas. Mm. I think that's really weird, just in general, that like in the 50s you could just like go out <laughs> and just throw, bomb out some area of Nevada, like no big deal. Mm. Yeah. Um, during the 1950s, the mushroom clouds from the 100 atmospheric tests could be seen for about 100 miles. And the city of Las Vegas experienced noticeable seismic effects, 
Uh, the distant mushroom clouds could be seen from downtown hotels and became tourist attractions. That seems very naive. Uh, especially for the people of St. George, Utah, who received the brunt of the fallout of above-ground nuclear mm-hmm. tests in the Yucca Flats and Nevada test site. Mm-hmm. A further 921 nuclear tests were carried out underground. Uh, from 86 to 1994, there were 536 nuclear protests, uh, including uh, including people who arrested like Carl Sagan, Chris Christopherson, Martin Sheen, Robert Blake. Uh, I just think to myself, like, you know how we always talk about like Chernobyl or Three Mile mm-hmm. Island? Could we just assume that you can't go to this place anymore? It's probably just like a dead yeah. nuclear death zone when you walk through it, right? Well, those those were, I mean, those are different. Neither Chernobyl or Three Mile Island was like detonated warheads. Right. But doesn't that, you know wouldn't I mean? that, they were like, like... They were core reactor, radiation there. Core reactive meltdowns. There. Right, you can't. Yeah, there's, you, there's, yeah. there's yeah. certainly still, like, so radiation... doing underneath the ground? There's certainly <laughs> still radiation to be found out there, but it's not, it's not like a, a Chernobyl type thing where there's literally rooms mm-hmm. in Chernobyl that if you walk into, you'll die instantly. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who Look watched... up the elephant's foot. You ever heard about the elephant's foot at Chernobyl? No. no. Look that up. Uh, I'll give you another good one. If you, uh, I'm a big Twin Peaks guy. In the most recent Twin Peaks season, episode 8, uh, the show talks... It's a really excellent episode of television, but it talks about like where evil comes from like in the show. Mm-hmm. And it begins with a really excellent shot of a nuclear bomb test at this site, what's supposed to be at this site, and it's really... Uh, affecting and very very intense cinema. And you can also, if you wanna, if you wanna learn more about all that nuclear testing on the desert out there, you can check out the documentary "The Hills Have Eyes," oh. uh, which is about the people out there. Uh. It's not. I mean, I should I should say because some people look shocked. That's not a documentary. Uh, it's a horror movie. And it's really gory, and don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, this uh, history lesson goes out to GFOP Ron uh, Ron K Ron Compensine. I always screw his name up. Uh, I saw him at a teachers event last week. On this day, 1963, soap opera General Hospital premiered on ABC television. Uh, it is a American daytime television medical drama. It is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest-running American soap opera in production and the second-longest-running drama in television history after the show Guiding Light. Mm. Uh, it's been on for 50 years, 50-plus 50 years. Uh, the soap opera is also known for its high-profile celebrity guests, including people like Roseanne Barr, James Franco, and Elizabeth Taylor. It was named in Time Magazine's Best 100 TV Shows of All Time, uh, and it aired its 14,000th episode on February 23rd last year. Mm. Pretty crazy when you think about it. I always make jokes about uh, the wrestling and soap opera comparisons, mm. uh, but in reality, if you think about things that last for as long, there's not another medium of entertainment that like begins and ends. It's still going on. That's been 50, 60 years plus. Like TV shows don't last 50 years, right? But like. Soap operas, it just goes on and on forever. There's something kind of crazy about that. That's because all the moms that stayed at home or there was no internet or anything, that was their getaway from everything. I find it time. weird that I had no soap operas in my life growing up. Like, my, none of my sisters watched them. My, my mom, mom, my mom was am. a stay-at-home mom. She had, a, yeah. I, like, one that she watched all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's Days of Our Lives. Yeah, that was that the was one. was the one. I remember being home. It must have been during the summer. My mom would watch Days of, Days of Our Lives like, every day or whatever. <laughs> and there was an angle going on where some lady got possessed by the Arlena. devil. Mm. That's who it was. And she wow. was possessed by Satan. Wow. And I remember being, I was like, I remember being like six, seven years old at home. And I, mean, I was always into like, even when I was a kid, I liked like horror books and scary oh, books and man. like possession. Like we were little kids like going to Catholic school and you're going to church and your parents are dead serious. So I'm sitting here and I was terrified. 
of being possessed by the devil for a solid couple years when I was a young child because of that show. Uh, that's like people who are afraid to go to the toilet because the T-Rex ate that guy in the toilet in Jurassic Park. That was a thing for a Those while. Those people are fools. <laughs> I didn't have uh, All right. On this day, this is the one I'm the most excited about. On this day, 1999, uh, American teen romantic drama film Cruel Intentions is released, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, and Selma Blair. Uh, the film is an adaptation of the novel uh, Dangerous Liaisons uh, and is set uh, among wealthy teenagers attending New York City high schools uh, instead of 18th century Flan- uh, France. Despite mixed critical reviews, the performance of Yellow Philippi and Witherspoon was praised. It was a box office success, earning $75 million, uh, with two direct-to-video sequels. Uh, this was like a... I remember when this movie came out, it was like a, I it, was like, that movie. it was so sexy. Oh, it's like a dirty movie. And by the time I saw it, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, this wasn't, uh, this wasn't such a big deal. Did you have any thoughts about Cruel Intentions, Kevin? I know yeah, you loved it, it I, seems I, I, like. I, You're I, so excited. I like the movie. What was your, were you like a Witherspoon person? Yeah. Uh, she's great, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also kicked, Kevin, do you have any thoughts about Cruel Intentions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to know. <laughs> did, you, did you watch this movie? Did you see the theaters? Did you watch uh, it with a no, girlfriend I, I or anything? I definitely didn't see it in the theaters. Um, definitely didn't watch it with a girlfriend either. I don't know when I watched it, but I've seen, you know, I saw it back then and I've seen it since. Um, it was definitely very different from all the teen yes. movies that were coming out because that was right mm-hmm. at the time when, like, all that kind of stuff was coming out. Hardly. And it was a little bit darker and heavier and mm-hmm. weirder and a little bit more uneven, but good for it. There's a lot of stuff in that, like, you certainly couldn't make that movie today. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that right. movie would never get made today. But yeah, I now uh, I watch it. Thing. Now I watch it and think it's edgier than I did when I was a kid. I was like, oh my, look at this movie. She's, <laughs> she's got cocaine in her necklace. Spoiler alert for a movie that's twenty years old this year. Uh, this week, uh, this is from a period of time though, and a lot of people on different media sources have been covering this week. Where a I've lot seen of ten articles about yeah. cruel mm-hmm. tensions this week. Well, yeah. a lot ten of more about ten things I hate about you. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. Yeah. So, uh, this was a, during a period of time when there were teen movies adapting famous literature, whether it was Shakespeare or famous novels. Uh, inclu- I think a lot of it goes, too, from that Romeo and Juliet uh, adaptation with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Big St- deal. Starts the year before. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clueless. That's 95. Oh, yeah. But that's, that was yeah. the year before Romeo and Juliet. Yep. And that was the big one the first time where they were like, oh, wait, we can grab these teens, grab some old literature, Jane Austen's Emma, and just yep. sort of be like, well, let's just sort of slap some pretty people in this and set it in California, see what happens. <laughs> Clueless is, is a banger, though. Clueless is great. I like, I Clueless is great. right now. So I, I came up with a list of some of these movies from Young this Paul era. Rudd, so blasting the Ben's era radio head all over his car in that movie. So let's, give, so let's just give this a, a one through five star ranking as we go down, just to figure out which one was the best of these, okay? So let's start with Cruel Intentions. One through five, what would you give this one? For stars? Yeah, star rating. Uh, I don't... I think a four. This is pretty good. I like this movie for... Three? Three. All right, I'll give you a three. A three's fine. What about Get Over It in 2001? Do you guys remember this one? What was that? Who starred in that? That was uh, Melissa Joan Hart, I believe. Oh, I didn't like no? that one. No? no I didn't like that was one. So one, one on that terrible. one. So no good on that. That was a terrible. musical adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream. That was a Shakespeare adaptation. I didn't like that one. How about She's the Man from 2006? Oh, this is Amanda a little bit Bynes. later. Yep, Amanda Bynes plays up her screwball comedy talents as Viola, who pretends to be a twin brother Sebastian so she can play on her boarding school soccer team. Never saw then it. Then would have been a five. Now I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give it a two. Um, that one was an adaptation of The Twelfth Night, and it was also an early movie for uh, future movie star Channing Tatum. So he got his start That's in that right. movie. Uh, we talked about Clueless. I feel like that's got to be a five. That yeah, was a precursor five. movie. 
How about She's All That, 1999, same year? Four. Four. I really like that movie, I like actually. That movie. I went to the theater to see that movie. That one is based on both uh, 1964 film My Fair Lady and the Bernard Shaw play uh, Pygmalion. George Bernard Shaw, pardon me. Uh, I also had a crush on Rachel Lee Cook for a little bit after that movie. Early Paul Walker, Matthew Lillard, who I'm a big fan of, and sort of Freddie Prinze Jr., who was a huge was star. This is breakout. Mm-hmm. It was his breakout. It was his breakout hit. Did he have a good career? He had a pretty good run. Now he just has a podcast that he does. He used to write for professional wrestling, weirdly. Oh, did he? He yeah. was a writer. Yeah, a writer. Okay. I remember reading that about yeah. him one time. Uh, let's talk about 10 Things I Hate About You. still married to Sarah movie. Michelle Gellar. Like, they've been married yeah. for decades, yeah. I think. Yep. Huge come up for him. What can you yeah. say? Yeah. I mean, Robert uh, was. Uh, and guy. 10 Things I Hate About You is the other five, article. Five uh, yeah. Sure. I would say, five. of all these movies, I would... I would watch that one the most mm-hmm. na- like I still watch now. It. I would watch it tomorrow if it was on. I'd watch it. I just loved. It does make you kind of sad that Heath Ledger's. Like, yeah. Did they not count? Or these people not count? Can't hardly wait. Uh, what's that's that one based five. on? Is that one based on? That's one? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Where they oh, play? Yeah. Right, but is that based on? Oh, that's right. You're right, right, right. On. That one's great too. Movies at the time, they don't make a ton of teen do. movies like this anymore. No, I've heard know. that. Well, movie... they've changed. It's coming back around. The last three or four years, they've made a lot of them, but they're a little more uh, female centric. I heard that movie Edge of Seventeen is excellent. That's the one with Haley Seinfeld and uh, and Woody Harrelson. It's like the high school drama. Sure. It's supposed to be quite good. It's like set in the nineties. It's on Netflix right now. I might watch that yeah. later on. Uh, yeah, that's like that's what I mean. That's like the third or fourth of those. Like Lady Bird came out and mid nineties came out and that came out. Yeah. And there were like two others that show on Hulu, a couple different shows like that now. Uh, and then there was a later one from two thousand ten that was based on the Scarlet Letter, starring Emma Stone called Easy A. Oh, I've never seen I've always wanted to see that. I've that was good. Seen it. Yeah. Actually. Uh, that one has Emma Stone, Stanley Tucci, Patricia Clarkson, uh, and Amanda Bynes in her last film before acting hiatus. See, that was a good history lesson. Yeah, it was right? very cool good. Yeah. yeah. See, if there, was, if there was only 20 anniversary of movies every week like this. Uh, on this day, 2004. Oh, uh, God. Is what, uh, <laughs> Google introduces Gmail. Over its history, the uh, Gmail interface has been integrated with many other products and services from the company. Uh, with basic integration as part of Google uh, Google's account and specific integration with Google Plus. Shout out to Google Plus. I just got an email that my account's finally dead, even though I haven't used it in many years. Mm. Uh, Google Drive, Google Hangouts, all that. Uh, for much of his development, Google Mail, uh, Gmail had been a secret project from even most people in Gmail. When it was announced on April 1st, an extensive amount of rumors, uh, because of its 4th of July release, thought that it was just a scam. They actually had to come out and say, no, this is not an April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> this is a real thing that we're launching. Uh, today, it is the number one uh, most used email account, uh, email server in the world. It has a 53% market share. Uh, I wonder if that counts people who have multiple emails, though. I keep thinking about that when I'm reading it, because I have, like, four separate emails. 53% share of emails, guys. That's 131 million active users per month. If Gmail is number one, what do you guys think is number two? Number two email. Yahoo? Per- yes, Yahoo. Correct. 18% share. This is where it gets a little tricky. There are three after this. Uh, four after this. Do you guys Can you guys name what you think the top four are I'm after? Hotmail is on there. So well, AL, Hotmail is not, it's not called Hotmail oh, anymore. Oh, that's right. See, yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> it, uh, it's called Outlook, and that's number three. Oh, okay. That's a 14%. You Can you guys pick any of the last three? These are getting out into the fringes out here Are we now. at AOL still? We just have people doing AOL. People have AOL. That's number four. That's an 8% share. Two per people percent have iCloud accounts. You ever see people with those mysterious mm-hmm. at iCloud sure. accounts? Two percent sure. share. And then apparently 1% of people out there, 2.4 million active users... Uh, still use a Comcast account. 
someone at Comcast. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Those are the top six. Okay. I still have a I have a Gmail account. I have a Yahoo account. I think I have a Hotmail account lurking somewhere from the past, but I can't remember for the mm-hmm. life of me. All I think about with Microsoft Outlook is sometimes if I'm on a computer and I click on send an email, it pops up Microsoft Outlook and then asks me to go through the setup wizard and I panic and then I go, oh God, and I freak out and I go, why did I just not go to Google to send this? I used Outlook at my old job, um, but we used, I, it, Outlook was easy to integrate the Gmail calendar into it, but I have four different Gmail accounts. Yeah. Um, it's because it's just super useful. You know, you've got, I've got one like specifically just for personal, yeah. like professional, yeah. like my base level me email. I've got one for all spam signups and all garbage that I'm never going to look at and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, like when they ask you in a store and you're going to throw an email address in something where you don't want to follow up. And then I've got one uh, just for like organizational purposes. And then I've got one for uh, any and all shopping, banking, commerce, that kind of thing too. And they make it super convenient to do, especially uh, using, I mean, now that I have a Google phone too. Just makes it really well integrated all my devices. That's right, you're Google man. Now. And the way everything is kind of Google linked, so it links to the Chromebook, to the phone, to the tablet, to the Gmail, and everything is just super streamlined. We have our own family server, wazowski.org. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. See, go. we put everything for education that we do this year onto Google Drive, and it has been like I, I'm not Google trying to make great. this a whole like Google like centric podcast, but Google Drive made a big difference for Google us. Drive is yeah, killer too, yeah. Google Drive is yeah. the coolest thing that Google's done. Use in Google a long Docs. Time. I everything, yeah. man. Yeah. You can yeah. edit Docs, docs. Yeah. the Docs in real time. Slides. Man. I use it all, man. A lot of good stuff. Use them all. Uh, last but not least, on this day, 2013, uh, the world's first smelling TV screen is in, unveiled what? in Japan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a that's smelling, disgusting. a type of digital scent technology that combines a display screen with an odor-emitting device capable of pinpointing the smell to specific portions of a displayed image. I don't understand this. No. Um, it combines the display with four fans on each corner of the display. Mm. And then the odors are stored in little gel packets and emitted and blown parallel to the screen. Okay. Uh, Smells are not colors. It's not like you can have like just four colors and mix them to make a whole bunch of other colors. Like what four smells could you have and how many possible scents could you... It doesn't make any sense to me. How would this possibly work? Maybe it's only select smells. Just like beach and garbage Mm -hmm. and forest and candy. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. You're four... I just don't understand. It doesn't seem like it would logically make any sense. terrible It's just something to trick the session. Yeah. I've got, I've got I've got takes, but I literally don't even want to use the energy to express them. It's silly. It's the worst. The Japanese are wild. Science all about coulda, not about shoulda. Uh, we went pretty long on those history lessons. That's pretty good. So yeah, you sure? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, those, are, those are pretty good history lessons. Come on. Those like, are thanks all right. for being a part of it. Uh, all right. So uh, because of that, I'll save our bits from other blogs for next week, and we'll just do it next week. Um, let's dig through a couple quick stories, though. Uh, we talk a lot about the anti-vaxxer people on this show because Heather loves them so much. It's her favorite uh, conspiracy that she buys into. Uh, yes. You're, <laughs> You're yawning because I'm talking about anti-vaxxers. Good. Uh, I'm only going to bring this up. Uh, it was reported this week in the New York Times that a New York suburb declared a measles, measles emergency and barred unvaccinated children from public. Uh, it was an executive order to pull 6,000 unvaccinated kids out of school. Uh, it was it boggles a, my mind. I don't understand 6, unvaccinated children in any school. And that's in Rockland. Or school like, districts. Well, that's why I was going to bring it up. This is Rockland County. That's I lived Rockland in Rockland County. County for a year and a half. This is yeah. exactly where I lived. So you know the lunatics. <laughs> well, here's what it is. It, it, what's crazy about it is it's actually 
the perfect mix of the kind of people who would get caught up in these kind of things. You yeah. have rich white folks who have nothing better to do than be like, I think I know better than my doctor. Yeah. And then groups of like Orthodox Greek, like like religious groups that are sort of cloistered and sheltered from the people mm-hmm. around them. So like they only really listen to like people in their groups. Mm-hmm. That's where the Orthodox Jews were yeah. in New York. Like they're not going to listen to some scientist on TV who's like a lot of anti-vaxxers. Oh, they're like... He's not Orthodox Jewish. Why would I listen to this guy, right? So it's right. easy for, like, stuff like that to get yeah. spread in communities like that. It's like a... And those communities are right on top of each other where I live. Mm. So I can totally understand why this would be a, a community where this would fall into. Did make me kind of crazy. I was like, wow, Rockland. Come on, guys. You have so much money down there. You could be doing way better than this. Mm. This is unprecedented, though. This is the, believed to be the first order of its kind in the United States. And several public health experts say it could not recall any action like this in recent years. Super dark times. Super dark times. Uh, all right, also this week, I have uh, two other New York-based stories. Uh, a new, re- uh, new reports are ca- uh, coming out this week uh, calling for a larger soda tax to curb kids' sugary drink habits. Uh, when New York City put out a tax on soda back when I was living down there, it was a huge controversy. People in the city were, like, losing their minds about, like, getting their big sodas. Now this is going big time. It's going nationwide. Guys, what do you think about the soda tax? I don't think it's going to stop anybody. They're all going to still drink soda. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Well, it didn't stop people from buying, like, cigarettes or anything else that's bad for you. It stopped some people. You try to catch people on the margins. Um, That's a good point. I don't think... I I can... I think it's fine uh, because it's it's a horrible, harmful, poisonous product for people. You know, really, at the end of the day. Um, And they can, you know, products like that, they can tax them all they want. But I also think that it's a little bit of a disingenuous plan, too, because if you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean the people who put these soda taxes into place, Mm -hmm. if you guys really cared about all these people consuming the sugar that's poisoning them and killing them, if you really cared, then you would put some taxes on, like, directly on the company. That's a great point. So don't tax the soda at the point of sale. Tax the company for producing the poison. Mm. But God forbid they cut into any corporate revenue and then don't get donations for their campaigns when November rolls around. Mm. Uh, So, you know, if you you mean it, then, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. Like, tax it at the source. Let's take it out on the consumer. Do you guys read about the New York single-use plastic ban, uh, plastic did. bag ban? That's are you guys for that one? I'm for of that course. one. What's going on? That's the whole state. The whole state. The whole state. Yep. Yeah. Then I wonder. How, I wonder how long it'll take to ro- roll out, though. I, I feel it was like. 2020. So 2020, yeah. it's just like they're just gonna stop shipping them. That's it. No more plastic bags. It's gonna be interesting to see what goes on, um, what people do in the interim. Paper. It's five you know? cents for paper. Bags. You pay for the paper. That's gonna be a good idea because you know if everybody converts to some sort of like reusable bag, mm-hmm. that's also a huge, huge crush on the environment. The production of the bags and the materials used and the stuff like that, like that's another big push too. So it's going to be interesting to see how you can kind of mix it in and make it feasible. Yeah, yeah. So here's what it said from ABC News. By this time next year, grocery stores and other retailers will stop providing single-use plastic bags for most purchases. Exemptions for the ban set to take place effect March 1st, 2020 include large bags for uncooked meat, fish and poultry, sliced blah, 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 blah. Mm. Countries will, uh, counties will be allowed to opt for a five-cent charge for paper bags with three cents going to the state's Environmental Protection Fund and two mm-hmm. cents kept by local environments. I'm with that. Yeah, I'm for it so far. Good. Nice job. Uh, ooh, and just a quick check-in with the crazy folks. Uh, also set to depart in 2020, uh, sail to the edge of the world for the Flat Earth Antarctica cruise. It's happening, guys. Are you ready to go? Are you really? The- <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> you want to go on the flat earth cruise? You're in on it? I can't. Oh, uh, man. You know what? This is like fire. Fest. Race for- to the edge? 
There is no edge. You mean to another country? You need to go to another country on a cruise. That's what this is. Uh, all right. I guess we're getting toward the end. I was going to do a, a little bit of a breakdown because it's opening day of some of the craziest ballpark foods that are coming out this year. I had like a whole list. But it would take too long. Nah, it'll take too long. I'll just go right down to number one. Uh, that's right. The Texas Rangers are selling a two-pound, 18-inch single chicken tender. That's their item. It's a giant... It's a chicken breast? It's a giant two-pound, 18-inch chicken finger served on top of a plate of waffle fries. That's uh disgusting. If you guys, so disgusting. What do you guys think? If you had to guess, you I'm going to make you guys the PR team for the Texas Rangers. You have this 18-inch, 2-pound chicken tender. What are you marketing it as? $10. No, no, the name of the product. Oh, the name of The name of the product. You guys are my PR team. What do you got for me? How do we market this product? What are we calling it? Kevin? Um, hey, do you hate yourself? <laughs> do you want to die? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. The foul pole. F-O-W-L, because it's, a, it's a bird. The foul pole. That's hilarious. Oh. Uh, I'd like to know how much it is. Uh, that's my only concern about this. Uh, yeah. That's your only concern. Well, I got a lot of concerns about, well, we didn't, yeah, I won't even get through the rest of the list. Uh, happy opening day, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. I've got a gripe for the week before you do Oh, gripe it up. I love it. gripe for the week. Gripes. One thing that people need to stop doing, we need to stop putting stickers on books. Ooh. All book retailers, every place you go. Oh, yeah. You, when you go to Barnes & Noble, even when you go to a thrift store to Salvation Army, Stop putting the stickers on books. And if you're going to put them on, have you ever bought something with a sticker oh, on it? Where, but have you ever bought something with a sticker on it where the sticker peels right off? Yes. Whatever the kind no. of sticker is, it's made to peel yeah. off easily. It's probably more expensive. Those are not the kind they're putting on books. No. If I'm out here paying you know, $25 for a hardcover copy of something, really don't want to pull a sticker off of it. Um, stop it. It's the worst. Stop it. One devil's advocate take. Might it have to do with the covers of the books? Like maybe some books are more receptive to the stickers than others? No, because my son has, a, we got him a couple of first reader paperback, kind of paperback, and we took the price tag off of the whole picture. Like if that, if, the, if that happens, you're going to get stuck on it. You can use either Goo Gone or, honestly, if you use an orange peel, just some orange oil from a peel, get some on your thumb, yeah. and that'll dab it right off. Yeah. That's the, the active ingredient in the orange peel is the same thing they put in, like, Goo Gone, but without the extra chemicals. Hmm. So you can't do that, and that will work, but I shouldn't have to do that. And whether yeah. some whether some covers are more susceptible to others... <laughs> When they print the book and ship the book, that's the book. It's not on them to be like, oh, mm-hmm. my cover should be more receptive to these awful intrusive stickers. So that's right. what I'm mad about this week. Great. Grinding, grinding his gears. Uh, follow Heather on Twitter at HeatherRoz1. Follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me at SF Doom. Or just follow the show uh, at Uticast. We are at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, MadeinUtica.com for all updates. Uticast.com for all back and archived episodes are taken over the web. Sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. We are seven days counting. We're a whole a full week away from WrestleMania. The countdown begins. The road to WrestleMania. Sam's running wild. The road to 200. Cream of the crop. Number one. Huh? Yeah, it's the macho. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>